0: I put put shows into two categories, like adults and not adults. I want you guys to take as much offense to this as you want. I put you guys in the adults category. Prove me wrong. (laughs) On vacation, I told Susan, no adults when I'm on vacation.
1: That's good. I feel old, bro, so I'm not going to prove you wrong today. (laughs) You feel what? All grown up? I feel
0: old. Oh <laughs> were you up in the middle of the night wiping butt or something or changing <laughs> sheets at someone peeing? That'll that shit'll age you quick.
1: Perhaps, that's right. Uh where are you at right now, Sylvan?
0: I'm in a uh hotel in um Arizona. Where uh where in Arizona? In Scottsdale. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe even going um uh I'm thinking about maybe even going to that legends event um uh today. Yeah, How we fun? got we got a crew out there. You do? Any anyone I know? Mm. Grub is. Oh, he's not. Grub's not a mayhem athlete anymore. He's trying to make his own coin. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> no, uh, there we got three coaches. You you up with. But I don't think you know him. Do you even know Mike Woody Jake? No, Mike. Mike McElroy. He's one. Of How about coaches. the
0: dude who wears his shirt to a little, little small, little snug? Is that dude there? Oh, Josh! <laughs> yeah, you know, don't play, don't don't act you, coy, Mister Foster. Man. Don't act coy.
2: I, I heard you ragging on that on, on a recent podcast.
0: So. I've I've gone from ragging to appreciating it. Just so you know, I appreciate it. Really? I think I'm just jealous because I can't. I don't feel comfortable doing it. <laughs> the only time I've met you, you were ragging on me on the
2: at the uh, at the games this year. Yeah, yeah. You're basically just. I, I forget what we, what what was he saying, Lockhart you like oh, were basically like in, in Lockhart's crew or something. It was like me and his brother. Um, oh yeah, right, right. Basically, like his boys. So you're belittling him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that there is a, um, a, a hierarchy at Mayhem in my own head, whether it's true or not. Like you know what I mean. There's a, there and then there's a bottom row down here. You're just being hazed. Got, I still have I have you down there, Mr. Foster, in the. Yeah, hazing I'm, I'm somewhere
2: down there for sure.
0: Someone yeah. in the hazing crew. Yeah.
2: A locker doesn't nobody nobody really hazes out. I would say just rich. Uh,
0: yeah, it's really nice of you guys to put distinguishing uh, name. <laughs> I didn't think about that. All right, right. that I put it on Foster and Locker. supposed
1: Foster. With Foster.
0: Yeah. Hey, that's cool because now you guys just fell into the. Uh, you lost a little bit of your adultness, so that's good. That's a good sign. God, I don't even know how am I going to spell it? Jake. How do you spell your last name, Jake Locker?
1: How do you think you spell it?
0: Um, L O C K hyphen
1: H E A R T. I wish it was that, it would have been so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Locker with a T. Uh, so is that it? Lockert, yeah, that a boy. That is it, yeah.
0: Shit, my mom would be proud. Welcome to the show. Uh, Jake Lockert's been on the show before. Um, both guys from uh, this is the part where my son says I act fake. Um, this uh, both of the gentlemen from the Mayhem Empire, um, Lockert paid me five hundred dollars. Venmoed my wife five hundred dollars to have Jake Foster on, and so That's here we awesome. are. There you go. That there makes it you so great. Yeah. Uh, and Jake, you are uh, Foster uh, Lockert. R- refresh me. What you do over there? You are basically the head programmer, i like, for individuals. Just p- and and you do you're the in-house
1: Hunsucker for individuals and Hunsuckers for affiliates. Is that, or no, what are you talking to me? Locker? Yeah. Yeah, Locker. Okay. No, I'm a president and then director of mayhem athlete. So oversee like all the verticals within mayhem athlete Mm -hmm. affiliate, which is Darren compete competitor stuff, which I still mainly run with foster helps you now some others, everyday athlete. Um, Those are the big buckets, those three. And now we have a fourth vertical this year. Really, two more. One international, Facundo, languages, and then fifth Foster's, the one-on-one, which we call Mayhem Performance Coaching, and Foster totally runs that.
0: Okay, hold on. Tell, uh, start at the beginning of the five verticals again. <laughs> and by the way, now you're really you've gone back to adult. Tell me the five verticals again. Yeah, man, this is boring. I thought we we're gonna have fun. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. Oh, yeah.
1: We had to undress. We got to undress. Undress before we uh, have fun. Yeah. The the base is competitor. Uh huh. Everyday athlete affiliate those are the three like subscriptions uh Uh, there's also international which is just languages you know package the same thing in different languages uh and then the fifth one big vertical now is man performance coaching which foster leads that like that's his baby for sure and it's one-on-one coaching um people sign up and they get a coach assigned to them and you know there's way more communication it's all individualized and based on that client's needs goals wants in the crossfit realm but it's dialed in for that. Um, Which is
0: very interesting. And we'll dig into it because there is this, um, I think this general assumption that if you go to mayhem, you get your um, programming uh, eight seconds before you do it. And it's just, and then you just all do whatever Rich is doing, what he writes on the whiteboard and that there isn't any actual coaching going on. And so, so this is great to have, uh, jake on to to kind of answer that right and, and that would kind of explain why a lot of people see facundo not, not that this is true but for the first five years i saw facundo i just thought he was an agent i didn't even think he was a coach right and then you go and find out he's a, a veteran at a uh, coach at uh, monkey camp power monkey camp and uh and at mayhem and, Um, and jake that's interesting so you, but you do the
1: programming also right I write compete and then me and Darren write affiliate together. Uh-huh. Uh, but we have feedback a lot, like, um, ritual, some, and really foster helps us a lot within that, just having another set of trusted eyes. Like when we build out a whole quarter or three or four months, like, Hey, foster, how do you think we should rotate this in and out? And he's helped us really improve our, I like, guess, system for that in a way Yeah, also, style. Like we still do true mayhem and that, but like giving us more really timeline leeway few, further out on the future and creativity within how we rotate styles of workouts coming up for the season or off season. So the main thing
0: you could do your job as president as well. If you didn't, if you weren't also um, hands-on like like I do, I would do the behind the scenes every year, but like there's, there's no other fucking uh, chief marketing officers or media directors who had a hundred people working for them who were running around like a ding dong, holding the camera, asking questions. You know what I mean? That was kind of unique to, to my position,
1: and you're kind of like that too. You're wearing two hats at two different tiers, right? Yeah, yeah. In essence, yeah. And we're still like, I mean, figuring some things out how to best do it, and learning as we grow. But I mean, sure, if you could, if I could clone myself, it'd be easier, but um, right or better in some ways. But that's why we have a team, and like Foster's been big with that, and then we have a great team, even outside of the people I've mentioned. So
0: because you have to change your view from the ten thousand foot view to the fifty thousand. Well, yeah, to the fifty thousand foot view every day a lot of people can't do that i know that sounds easy a lot of people can't do scope and focus
1: yeah i wouldn't even say i've like totally figured it out by any means but i do have to like nitty-gritty what are we doing with this this specific vertical man athlete then pull back out I'm like name as a whole what's the best thing to do um it helps some that MAM the man athletes the base of a lot of everything we do do so it's all integrated that way but it is wearing two hats at times like when we go talk to apparel with dre or media and it's all connected, but it's not the exact same. Um, Jake, um, do you – so are you the first
0: performance coach in the history of uh, uh, the well, Mayhem um, Empire? You're talking to me?
2: Well, we might have yeah. to do Foster. Sorry, Locker.
0: Foster. Okay, Foster. Yeah, yeah. We should, oh, I can do Lockhart Foster. Do people call you Foster? Hey, Foster.
2: Yeah, I mean – I've been was, here with us. I was a teacher for a few years, so it was Mr. Foster. for Locker. Okay, Mr. Foster. Yeah, so no, Foster's cool, though. Um, okay. No, technically that, that would have been Facundo. You know, Facundo okay. was doing individual coaching. There was May- Mayhem ID, you know, individual coaching through Mayhem existed before I came there. I, Locker would have to give you the exact timeline on that. I, I'm not I'm not fully sure, but Facundo was doing it before I got there.
0: And, and how did your paths cross with um, uh, Mayhem? I met, were you... yeah, well, so I was actually coaching with, um, well, like
2: immediately before Mayhem, I was with underdogs. So I was with uh, Kotler and Kiefer and the crew over there. Um, Jared, you know, Jared Graviel. He's been on yep. a couple of times. Jared's the one who brought me into the fold with underdogs. Jared and I had known each other for a few years uh, prior to prior to that. And then I met Lockhart at uh, Legends last year, right, when Mayhem hosted Legends and struck up a conversation
0: with him and then went kind of went from there. Uh, so, so this this event that's in Phoenix – that this is the same event that was at Mayhem last year? I believe so, right? Yeah, it's the same oh, thing. Oh, interesting. And, and, um, and, and where were you before Underdogs?
2: Well, I was by myself. So I had foster fitness coaching. I was just doing my own thing, um, which I still own a gym in Florida as well. There's a, It's a gym, Vital Fitness in Lakeland. I own it with, uh, with two other guys. And then, uh, yeah, I had that going for – I was coaching on my own and through the gym for – maybe five or six years prior to um,
0: starting with underdogs
2: and underdogs. I, I wasn't even, I was never even like full time. I think the, the most I ever had was 10 individual athletes with underdogs.
0: That's not full time. No,
2: no, no, not. Yeah. Uh, not with, because uh, these weren't 10 individual games athletes. I mean, they, they, they kind of varied, you know, the the span of really open level athletes up through semifinal level athletes. I, I never, I've never coached, Prior to mayhem, a games athlete.
0: So, this, tell me the name of the gym in Florida again, in Lakeland, Florida. Viral, yeah,
2: vital fitness,
0: vital, vital. Yeah, vital, like, like vitality. Yeah. Um. Why weren't you guys? Were you guys? Yeah.
2: Go were ahead. you
0: guys a CrossFit gym? We
2: were for the first maybe two years, and then we dropped the affiliate. Um, uh, yeah, I was like, it may, it may have only been a year into it. We, we were actually, we always branded ourselves as Vital Fitness. And then, you know, we had to come up with a, the name and every variation of CrossFit and Vital was taken. Like we tried Vitality, everything. So we were actually Parkway CrossFit for the first year. We Our gym was right by like the Polk Parkway. And uh, about a year in, we were, you know, honestly, we we're just like, I think a lot of other affiliates were like, what's the point? Like, we just don't even see the purpose of this. I'm not really uh- sure doing for us
0: of being affiliated yeah yep oh interesting so so after you de-affiliated after two years did you notice any ripple in the business any change no your clients weren't like showed up with pitchforks and were like hey motherfucker we're not doing it (laughs) on there no because
2: to be honest like from day one a lot of like and and to this day a lot of our members are not a lot of them were not even familiar with crossfit I'll, i'll say this like we never hid from crossfit um, you know, the, the other owner who's a head coach, like he is his level two, like I, we were CrossFit coaches. Like that was, so you're stuff. not,
0: you weren't haters. Like in, like some people are just haters. You weren't haters. No, we were, I was, uh-huh. I was a skeptic. I think okay. it's Oh, right. Oh, yeah. originally you're going even further back. Yeah. Yeah. From day one. But, but I mean, once you, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but I mean, just in yeah. general, you didn't de-affiliate cause you're like, no, fuck these guys either. or it you're was just simply, like, Hey, just, I just, business yeah, decision, was, non-emotional.
2: Exactly. It was a Saturday okay. morning meeting. Uh, with with the uh, with the other two guys, and we're like, why are we paying? Like, this is literally doing nothing for us. Mm. Um, and you know, I know, I know. I think part part of it was probably like, you know, ignorance and not understanding the resources that CrossFit was providing for us. Mm. But you know, I, I would almost say that that's kind of a shot on CrossFit for me not being aware of the resources mm. that they provided mm. for us. So, yeah, I nothing changed in the business. Nothing changed in the gym. Um, I look back, and that was that was the right. Did, you, way. did he just have a stroke and fall
0: off the chair? Did you get a booster locker? You okay?
2: Probably it's nicotine um,
0: kicking in. Woo! Yeah, Ooh, yeah, okay, good. all right, all right. That's, that's a on the door. It's the nicotine. Uh, all, right. all right, Carol. I thought maybe that that fifth booster you got was getting to you and you fell off the chair. Oh, six booster, you mean six booster? Sorry, six booster. Hey, that's a really, um, that's a really interesting. Um, you're really interesting data point for that. Cause in a way, cause you know, a lot of people are making that decision now and, and they're not making the decision for any other reason that it's been brought to their front door. And I don't mean that in any yeah. negative way, but, um, when, um, if all of our electricity rates went up, um,
2: yeah, what's the give first?
0: us all a pause to be like, okay, should I switch to solar? You know what I mean. Like I've been seeing those solar panels at Home Depot. Should I switch? Or you know what I mean? Like anytime someone tries to take money out of your wallet, everyone. So basically, all you know, thirteen thousand gyms were put on notice recently that hey, we're gonna um, d- there's gonna be a change in how we reach into your wallet. Obviously, some in like the six gyms in Africa got their rates yeah. lowered, but for the majority, and so you were kind of ahead of your time. It um, was yeah, it was partly
2: pragmatic in the sense mm-hmm. of. What hey, like, what's the point of paying this this dollar amount? Because I, I see no pragmatic reason for it. And, and mm. you know, if somebody from HQ would have talked to me, I'm sure that they could have pitched me a, a strong argument for it. But I, I wasn't aware of that at the time. Mm. And then the second reason was, you know, sounds fancy, but it was partly philosophical, like with fitness. Like, I, I never fully drank the CrossFit Kool-Aid, I'll mm. say. Like, I, I loved and appreciated the sport from day one, but I, I don't know if I was ever fully convinced that uh, CrossFit was the training methodology, the ideal training methodology for general fitness. Mm. And so there were parts of it that I was, I was hesitant about, um, but n- never a CrossFit hater by any means. Like, you know, I think CrossFit's done. I mean,
0: obviously way more good than anything. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of leave you out there. Your story just out in the sticks is kind of just like a, a and then yeah. so and then we'll and then I'm gonna jump to the end of where we are today with uh Locker, and then we'll go back and fill in the middle. Um so Locker, why'd you why did you hire this guy? Did you interview this guy to hire him? Well what happened at
1: Mayhem that made you guys think you need um another Facundo? Uh I mean <laughs> I think Facundo is one of a kind, but it was actually a year ago. I, was like yeah. I don't know about that. I would not even put myself in that category.
0: Okay. How, what made you guys think that you guys needed? Okay. We need another performance coach. And when you. Performance coach is like uh, uh, the guys who are dealing with the guys who want to make a living doing it, right? Full time no. no. trainers? No.
2: <laughs> no, I, I would say mayhem performance coaching is for anybody who wants to compete in the sport of CrossFit. So that could be local competitions in the open all the way up into, uh, you know, up to games
0: athletes. Okay. So, but, but people who want to commit a significant portion of their life yeah, to, they're uh, to make, like, yeah like you don't play the flute casually like if you want to learn a musical instrument like we've all seen the guy does it right who picks up the guitar and in a month he's put it down right he thought he was going to play if you want to learn an instrument like you're going to have to like commit to it you're going to have to change your your lifestyle there's going to be some yeah. like The hour a day you were scrolling, you're now fucking fiddling with your guitar, and you're going to have to do that for three years.
2: Yeah, that's why I use the word compete and not participate. Right? Like, there's many people who who participate in competition, and then there's people who compete in competition.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, okay, I like that. And that's not a dig on people who participate. For some people, competition is is a is a test. Yeah, yeah. I mean, locker test
2: are are participators now.
0: Okay. uh, Yeah. Okay.
2: Best. Yeah. Um, Okay, I like that. Yeah, it. But we're looking to coach people who want to play to win the game, and and that. But and again, that could be Karen, soccer mom in a local competition. It in in the scale division. It doesn't have to be
1: Gee trying to win the CrossFit games.
0: Okay, okay. So Back can be majority, someone yeah. who's just doing classes at, yeah. at CrossFit
1: for sure. Yep, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Majority of people doing it are just that, like Gee, and our elites are like. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's less than yeah, it's over
2: 90% of the of the clients that we have right now.
0: Um, you could be a three on one off and just be taking that real seriously, just with strong intention that hour a day, getting your yeah. diet t- t- dialed, doing the uh, taking care of your body and, and, and in this, this pro and you're, you could have interaction with Jake Foster.
2: Yeah, I would say the vast majority. Oh, yeah, 100%. The vast majority of clients that I coach and that our other coaches coach. In a lot of ways, sometimes we're almost encouraging them to do a little less, mm. like not try, like almost make less sack. Like it's always, you know, ba- I, the, I always kind of harp on this, like balancing goals and priorities. And, that you know, you get a lot of people who want to be rich, of course, or they want to be paid or they want to be ghee, and, you know, et cetera. And they'll make almost too many sacrifices. Mm. Like they'll give up too much time with their family or too much time in their career. And, you know, a lot of times as coaches, we're helping navigate those conversations where we're like, what is that balance? Hey, you want to compete, you want to get better in the sport, but what are your, what are your life's biggest priorities? And how do we make sure that we can, we can help you still compete at the highest level that you want to compete at within these boundaries you've set for yourself?
0: And and Lockhart, how did you find it? Why did you guys decide that? Was that, was that position open or, um, and then you found him or did they kind of come at the same time? Or did you meet uh, Foster and be like, we need this guy on the team? Tell me the story about this position, this um, uh, performance coach, mayhem performance coach.
1: Yeah. So a year ago he was here at legends. Like it was literally a year ago this weekend. And I think Foster was covering a couple of his master's athletes. Um, he just came over and introduced himself. And honestly, at first I was kind of annoyed because he like threw in the mentioned side mentioned like, Hey, you guys should think about like hiring me to coach. He really came and asked about Mayhem Mission, our nonprofit, because uh, he was trying to figure out ways he could serve potentially. He lives in Franklin, just south of Nashville. It's like, hey, is there ways I could be involved with that? Where I'm at currently, I uh, work at the gym there and trying to integrate with that. But he kind of offhand mentioned that I was like, oh, this guy just wants a job. But uh, <laughs> we stayed in contact because Foster's persistent. And I mentioned, like, hey, we're going to Wadapalooza in January. We're going to do like an athlete meetup. I was like, if you're down there, you should come. And Foster did actually change his flight to get on the same flight as us and go down a day early to like put his foot forward so in January that throughout all lot of Palooza we really hung out a lot and I interviewed him like you know on the fly the whole time was in essence kind of an interview he worked out with us some um so then we got the weeds there about like his background his you know programming ability coaching expertise all those things and he he at the time we were just fecundo uh, coaches one-on-one clients and he was but like you know he's coaching elites he was an international so he had a lot on his plate and foster was like hey i think if we put in some things i've learned with my own business we could really scale this at mayhem and put out a great product and service and so through that and looking at it like his projections and what he wanted to do was like oh this kind of makes sense and so we slowly brought him on i guess the next few months and then through the summer really ramped it up and brought it full on so he created his own position yeah kind of he showed you his value yeah for sure i mean he just he had the proof in the pudding in a lot of ways because he'd built it on his own just you know uh-huh. Jake Foster. no one no offense Foster. no one knows either of us through, through mayhem uh but he had had a successful he had a successful business and he was like hey i just want to work for mayhem because i believe in faith family fitness service you know are great people and it's just a great environment and obviously he, like loves rich and we connected well and so it was really that's the reason he wanted to work at mayhem Foster, you can hop in and because I knew he'd make Mayhem better. And I was really thinking more like in the next five years, we see the sport going to where like it used to be like everyone come work out with Rich and we throw down together, but that's not going to sustainable forever. And Everyone's going to need their coach and individualized programming at some level. And so I saw that as a way for Mayhem to provide that to really any athlete that comes in the door through Mayhem performance coaching, along with a business vertical as well.
0: Is it hard bringing people in? Meaning, um, uh, and I use this term really loosely, not like you guys are bank robbers or
1: anything or drug dealers, but just how it affects the circle of trust. We are, I mean, we've been so fortunate in that like rich, the people that naturally came in were a great culture fit because, you know, they had to get like rich had to like them and like trust them. And that was kind of the filter. And so now going forward, like we still have to vet and make sure they're good culture fit. But, like, we're really, I'm really protective of the culture, and so is, you know, Rich and Josh and Row and everyone here, because I mean, culture is everything with any team, so we've been super fortunate that most everyone's been a great culture fit, but, like, we naturally I think attract the people that are going to be a good culture fit, you know what I mean, with, like, how we act and who we are, and we're outward facing with our values, so if you're not into that, you're probably not going to want to come to Mayhem anyways. Right. Um, not that you have to be diehard, you don't have to be a diehard Christian to be a Mayhem, not at all, or you're like you don't have to have a huge family or anything, but like those need to be things I guess that like you're respectful of and you're just a good person to be around in general, and that's gonna go a long way. So we haven't had like any huge problems with culture, but I think it's been because Rich has done a great vetting it and now going forward, we're like protecting that right it's it's so uh
0: if it's so it's so crazy important that there's trust between people because if they're not, everything slows down. Everything slows way down way, 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 way down. It's, 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 it's no fun. And you kind of, sometimes that shit will come into the, into an organization or into a group of friends and you won't notice it until it's gone. And you're like, Holy shit. Like, oh God, this feels so much better. Right? Like, like you just threw a 50 pound weight off the, off the back of your bike, bag of cement. Um, it, it was Jake. Um, how is that Foster? How is that? Uh, um, you get hired and there's all these people there who are like long time, right? Like if you, if you yep. cut them, they bleed mayhem, right? It's like, Hey, this is where I put metaphorically speaking, but this is where I put my bag down. That That's the pull-up bar I use. This, <laughs> nope. That's my office. And those are my pencils. No, I speak to Jake Lockhart when I, no, no
2: I, I it's the, it, that's just not the culture. That's there. okay. Okay. The of, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. Tell me, it, tell me about showing, do you live in Cookville now?
2: No, I, I like uh, locker room. I, I live in Franklin, so just south of uh-huh. Nashville. So about not yet, not yet,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah you have kids,
2: Foster? Do you have-, I do, I have two? I have a four year old and a one year old.
0: Oh <laughs> wow, you're in it. Okay, yeah, you're okay. like you cool. are an adult. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm
2: adulting for sure. Yeah, um, that's why I've got the door locked. And my wife has got all the boys in like another room, and she had to like set out their clothes before they get ready for school, so that they're yeah. not in here. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: I moved my kid out of. I'm in a hotel room. I moved my kid. To yeah, I was wondering ho- if you're with the hotel.
2: family or how, how you're. Yeah,
0: I moved them to a different hotel room like five minutes before we went live. I'm like, all right, carry the. Yeah. Kids you're all the you're all in, man. A room for yeah.
2: yourself just for podcasting. Why are, you, really are you working on vacation?
0: I don't do I don't do vacation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't yep. do uh, yep. my yep. life is not compartmentalized at all. Zero. Oh, bro. You you don't do Zero. rest? No. I do uh uh I do rest. I do yeah. rest. Yeah, I do rest.
2: Yeah, you got a you got a Sabbath, man.
0: Yeah. I do. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. Jewish wife. Yeah, so I do That's something. Well, we did know. forget the menorah at home though. This is, and so like the Hanukkah is all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. We're just waiting for Christmas, doubling down on Christmas. If your wife
2: is Jewish. You know more about Sabbath than we do. Um, yeah, to go back to, yeah. So the culture, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the cliche, but it, it truly was, it, it was easy. It was welcoming. Um, Yeah. I mean, there there were, there were, there were no issues, you know, you know, I think obviously like there's some, there's like in any, any small business, you know, it's, there's going to be, like you said, trust, right? So it it takes time to build trust. And I'm still in the process of that. Right. Right. I'm I'm thinking. How long have you been there? About a year now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't get that. You don't get that in a year. So that just takes time to cultivate that. But, um, but there is no, there's very little territorial like this is my space. Like you were describing. So, which, which made me want to be there more, you know, I know, you know, like for what CrossFit coach would not want to go. Well, I guess I can think of a few, um, but uh, what coach would not want to go work for mayhem, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like, you know hey like,
0: there everyone wants to you can't describe it. you th- those people are lying you know what i mean you know when there's a hot chick and there's one guy who's like i don't think she's that hot you're like uh-huh yeah. right dude. like I see that fucking a she'd come over here and fucking grab you by your ear and take you away right now well, i remember i remember calling my dad and being
2: and like just pumped and being like dude like i got this opportunity like this is awesome and and my dad trying to like explain it to my dad. Who's not plugged in the CrossFit world. And uh, the way that I was able to explain it to him is like, dad, I was, it's like, I was just coaching a high school football team and like yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers just hired me to be their off- offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah. And I think that's how people view it too. I think that's yeah. how people view it too. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on one
2: hand, like super blessed, but on the other hand, you know, um th- there was some, there was some hesitancy too, that Lockhart knows about. Like I, uh, you know, I, I was do, I had my own business for so long and I was so used to being, you know, i worked for other people. I was like I said, I was a school teacher for a few years, but I was used to having autonomy. And so also going to Mayhem was giving up that autonomy. And that didn't like it wasn't like an overnight like, yeah, let's just like, you know, fold things up and I'm all in. So that took a couple months for me, too. Um, but it, it was it wasn't that difficult of a decision.
0: And I'm guessing, um, I'm making this up, but I'm guessing that there's also a balance between being humble, but you also got to be really confident. Because if you're not confident, like you stepped into a corral with a bunch of fucking stallions, right? Yeah, and everyone's like bucking and kicking, and like that's you. You can't take that away from these guys, all these alphas. But but you you have to participate in it, but yet be humble. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I think it's a. You know, I was I I told a lot of my friends this like early on, you know, when they're like, dude, you're, you know, you're, you're at mayhem. Like, this is crazy. It's like a 50 50, like on one hand, you're like, man, I'm super, I'm, I'm humbled by it. I'm like, you know, like it's kind of, you get pinch me moments. Like yeah, you get a text from rich still. And you're like, hell yeah. There's rich phoning on my phone. You're like, hell yeah.
0: Hell hell yeah. I know
2: a text from locker. And I'm like, what did I do? But yeah, exactly,
0: uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I um, like Locker's uh, like, um, me and Foster, I'm gonna. Uh, he texts me, he's like, What, uh, let's have me and Foster on. I'm like, Yes, sir. I'm like, Wait, how, this <laughs> yeah. text, what, how did you yeah. do that? man?" he's like an adult. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, you know what? I, I, I seriously mean this. People think I'm joking. If Rich texts me, I wait a little while, I don't oh, open that right, right away. Yeah. I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, Yeah, I got a blue dot next to Rich's name. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I'm not reading that one while I'm driving, I'm gonna yeah. savor that, maybe make a cup of coffee. I think, yeah i'm I'm serious i'm not even joking i'm like fuck i'm still soaking this fucking thing in
2: yeah on the other hand like i had the other half of me was like yeah confident like i know i have something valuable like Mm -hmm. um and yeah through years of time i've spent learning and growth and mentorship and spending a lot of money on you know just developing myself like in in the sport and understanding strength and conditioning i'm like Yeah. yeah i belong here i can i can can hang so and uh yeah so it's a balance of those two things
0: dude uh, I mean, it's this is just silly but i'm cr- I'm crazy relating to you on that too because then when he comes on the show i don't sh- I, I try not to show him any of that yeah you know yeah what I mean? was, it's just like I hey i'm gonna i'm just gonna bang it up. i'm just gonna chop yeah. it up with this dude like he's yeah. one of my homeboys from the eighth grade well rich makes it easy though too like, the, yeah, I
2: mean, like from day one, you know, um, I remember, you know, a few months ago, Rich and I we were in a group text with independence and I had given them a workout that he didn't like. And so then we started like this, this argument,
0: you know, independence is one of the affiliate teams. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, and, and we're going back and forth in the group text and we're arguing. And I remember just like, I'm, I'm in the middle of this like argument about, you know, a training piece and program design Yeah, and probably like towards the end of it. I remember telling my wife, like, what am I doing? I'm like freaking rich man and i'm not backing down and I'm but i did go out I think, of the room now yeah yeah i think rich respects it though i really do yeah um I, you know obviously respects humility but you know day one and i respected this about rich I'll, the first day that we had a conversation you know he told me like the, the expectation i have for you is that you just always tell me the truth and uh he said you, that to you yeah just be straight up with me Tom. tell me give me your opinion you know,
0: tell me the truth and be straight up with me. Wow. So, yeah. Um. Uh. There's a um where there was something in here that I thought was in funny in the notes. Shit, where is it in the comments? I don't see it anymore. Uh, uh the best in the game, Corbin Bowen. Uh, mayhem. Mayhem, the best in the game. Yeah, no doubt what. There was something funny in here. I thought. You
1: know, he's a member here, Savon. Who is? Corbin. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been a few years. He was a college student and Corbin's a boy. He's here. Uh, d- does he work with you, Foster? No, no. I think he trains with uh,
2: Nick a lot, right? Locker Nick Azor. Yeah, I think he does. That's
1: Foster's client. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Athlete.
0: Um so 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 day what's your what's your day look like? What's your I don't mean like an actual day, but like what are some of your duties um Foster at mayhem like what are some of the things like you're you're paid to do yeah Yeah. Uh, so yeah i I would say number one like
2: number one role is is uh running main performance coaching like and um and all that entails which is you know helping you know lead and facilitate like the other coaches um and then so it you know it's kind of like locker right i'm kind of living in two worlds it's the it's the business side of things with performance coaching and then on, on the flip side it's probably three worlds. It's, it's main performance coaching, coaching myself, you know, cause I, I still have athletes that I coach and then, which is probably, you know, that's one of my biggest passions. And then third would be assisting Lockard. And in our contract, there is like some, you know, language where it's like, I'm basically just locker's assistant. So, right. you know, helping, like you said, dip my toes in mayhem compete, like helping kind of plan out where we want to go with training cycles chat with Darren a little bit about affiliate kind of giving my two cents a little here and there whenever he wants it
0: um helping Kelsey with M30 a bunch of kind of miscellaneous stuff to tell me specifically some do you do programming for any of the verticals do you do programming for anybody am i programming for individuals just for anybody who do you program for who do you, like do you do you be, is there someone who's training under your direct yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, multiple, uh, multiple
0: movement multiple patterns, people. whatever you want to call yeah. trading. Multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. I saw. And, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're you good. Name names? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, what, what this yeah, I'm just trying to figure out exactly who you're hands on with. Because here's what I, in my head, I'm still have you pigeonholed is that basically this is the story I'm, I'm telling myself. There's people like Haley Adams who were there who mm. weren't getting hands on coaching, who wanted hands on coaching and that you came there to fulfill that role. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's, that's in my head. That's what, um, I have going on. Yeah. So I'm like thinking to myself, w- 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 do you want to jump in here locker? Go ahead. Yeah, that's
1: true in a sense. I mean, it was a great time on Foster's part. Cause it was something we were going to need in the future, and, like natural fit as we we're beginning to need it. But last April or May, like March, when we are like getting serious about it, I was like, all right, you're going to coach Seth Stowball," And mm-hmm. maybe it was early. That's the to-
0: long haired, uh, dude. Right. Kid.
1: Yeah. yeah. This yeah. Dudes, I Seth. think that was January. It was like right out the gate. Yeah, yeah. it was the beginning of the year. That's right, because like Seth would respond well to this. I know he's going to be super fit either way. You can get him even fitter. And kind of like this was Foster's like test run with an athlete. And so Foster went all in with Seth, and like every workout's dialed in, like as a specific reason, and each training block, month, all that leading up to semifinal. And so he built Seth's trust. I was like, okay, Foster knows what he's doing. It was proof in the pudding. And then from there. I knew Foster and along with other coaches we wanted to bring on, I would need him and others to coach games, individual athletes that would want to coach and kind of the direction we're going. So then um, he coached Seth through semifinals. And then after the games, I had some athletes, I thought he might want to coach and Foster can hop in whenever, but I think the next one was Gee, right? Yeah. Gee
2: actually reached out. Um, Gee reached out to me about getting coaching and then, you know, we started working together right after the games this year.
0: But, like, uh, bear, let me stop you here. What's that look like? Uh, um, two things specifically. What's that look like when
1: he reaches out to you? And is there a chain of command? Is he is he supposed to reach out to you? Actually, I I wanted. I was like Foster, be a great coach for Gee. I was taking this in August after. Like between your ears, you were thinking that you were thinking that. Yeah, I thought in my ears. I think I mentioned it to Rich and maybe Foster and Gee, we were going to touch base in August because he didn't make the games, and um, I was like, hey, you want like we texted like hey let's meet up at the gym and he was actually bringing up to me hey i want foster coaching this season i was like great I wow foster should be your coach this season
0: what did gee see that made him want foster what do you think he saw
1: or, or what did he need and saw that um connected i think that's what if you're here you'd see it foster i'll brag on him he does a great job of like truly going all in with his athletes and that's what we want like he'll meet with him every time he's here he's here once a week he's communicating through the week and he explains to them, hey, this next eight weeks, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it. It's like, you know, we test your deadlift, your deadlift is 40 pounds under the field average. So we gotta work on that. And this is how many times it could be in there. And so when athletes see that, it creates a ton of buy-in because they know like every day is gonna make them better towards getting the games or winning the games. And so I think Guy had seen that. And then like he's just gonna connect on a personal level as a friend with Foster as well. So that helps too. So and Foster's for sure doing that, done that with him um gee Guy, yeah so, so
0: literally so seth would seth would be working would he'd be with seth and gee would be in the gym so gee could peep that relationship uh then, what, what do you mean like he could see peep, he could see that relationship yeah yeah, so yeah at some know, point I, he's like fuck i'm i think maybe i could I, I might want some of that i might want a relationship like that
2: yeah when i i mean i asked you early on and then i think he said it on on your podcast too is like i Guy and I didn't we didn't interact a lot. Um Guy was kind of like in the corner, you know, doing his own thing a good bit when when I was around for the first several months. So there weren't a ton of interactions. I think we had one, you know, it, more personal interaction, like talking about some of the story that he shared on, on your podcast. Um, I think it was fourth of July. And uh, you know, I just yeah, we just had like a kind of a little a little mini heart to heart. But honestly, when he reached out, I was I was a little surprised because I was like, I haven't really I haven't really, you know, th- there's not like this connection that I had with Guy prior to that, like where we had where we had talked a lot. So,
0: is he allowed to do that? Is there a pecking order? Is there not a pecking order? Is there a chain of command? Is there a, like,
1: like people allowed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could reach out to me in time for sure. Yeah. I think he wanted to check with me because it seemed like the best thing to do. And he's probably asking my advice. Um, that's what he'd say. He's like, hey, is that, I think he's praying about it a lot. He talked to his wife about it. Oh, his wife, Lou, also like had a good feeling about Foster. He just, Foster's talked to her one day for like a few minutes, Foster, maybe. Yeah. So my wife checks off on it. That makes it um, obviously more attractive. So, but yeah, I mean, he could have reached out straight to Foster. But I think typically athletes would probably ask me just because I'm over a mayhem athlete. And not like they have to, but it just makes sense in that order to kind well, of. Well, I'm the, I'm the new guy still, too, at the time.
2: You know you yes. still am yeah you know, there's more trust now but at the time especially it's like well hey you know i you know i've had great interactions with with this guy or whatever but Lockhart's, i mean he you know they're all going to confide in him understand let that.
0: me go back to seth stovall so so um just to understand this. so they're like hey you're you're going to coach seth seth stoke and, and then what exactly do you do you meet with him once a week do you do his programming you watch his numbers you study him as an athlete yeah. And you're kind of like, you know, yeah. like I picture like a Dungeons and Dragons character. You're trying to move his numbers up. Yeah, I'm you know, like, it's the same
2: thing I've I, I did for years prior to Mayhem, and it's the same thing I was doing with underdogs athletes, and it's the same thing we're doing now with Mayhem Performance Coaching, like in the sense that, yeah, I mean, I mean the way that I like morning chalk up at the games, that they, they're like, give me like a one liner for Mayhem Performance Coaching. I'm like, man, I haven't really thought of that, but um, I basically described it as holistic coaching for the sport with it. So. You know more. Oh,
0: here I got one for you. Ask me that question. Describe. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Elevator pitch me mayhem performance coaching.
0: Uh, unvaccinated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true too for me, at least. Yeah. Sorry, um, I just couldn't resist. Uh, Sorry.
0: It was uh, because it was of who was asking too. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. Okay. So
2: yeah, but it, it's what you said. It's it's um it's it's training, nutrition, and you know I always say lifestyle coaching too as well, which is you know recovery. How's how's Seth managing his stress? Like, what are all the things that are occurring also outside the gym, like in his mind, external circumstances and factors that are going to impact his training? If the left temperature
0: left. he keeps the van at.
2: Ah, no, I'm not that crazy. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a
0: <laughs>
2: it's a balance. Like, I think you can get like uh, you can get too in the weeds with some of that stuff, and then actually create like a fragile mindset. You know, um, I think you have to still have a little. Or,
0: or- or how about this? I have when I give, I have super high expectations of my kids, but at the same time, I have to make sure that their shit's um, uh, um, accomplishable.
2: Yeah.
0: Or else they um, they'll put a gap between me and them because they want to they want to please me. So if you tell him like, "Hey, you can never have a drink for all three hundred sixty five days," then he yeah. has to decide has to decide whether he's going to lie to you or let you down. And like, I don't want to set my kids up for that. I want to set the bar high. Yeah. But not so high that they have to lie to me, or um, you know what I mean, or, or 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 make their life miserable. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way. Everyone wants to be manipulated to be. You're basically, you're a manipulation coach. Yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of bought it's, into it's, like, hey, manipulate me to be a better person.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a dance, right? Like, I and yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have that fully figured out. Um, And you got to be a bit of a chameleon too, right? Like understanding, you know, each client, what makes them tick, how you can, yeah. how you can communicate with them effectively, and. That's that's an area of opportunity that I still have a lot because I you know, I played college football like I was a, I was a jock and I responded best to just like shut the f up let's go. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my style. And uh I've had to learn a lot over the years and honestly what helped me the most was working at a local gym and not coaching athletes. Like my background was not with 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 uh you know primarily with athletes. It was, you know, teaching middle schoolers and then coaching you know, just gen pop clients who just wanted to lose weight and be healthy and, you know, live long and prosper. So that taught me a lot about empathy. And, uh, you know, that, that prepared me, I think, to, you know, to be a more effective coach with these games athletes, because, you know, it, it really boils down to mindset. Like that's, I think that's the biggest differentiator with a lot of these athletes. They're all gifted. They're all talented. They're all freakishly fit. Some of them have, you know, they all have holes in their game, but at the end of the day, it's like, belief and mindset, uh, around winning is, is what I think now is, is the biggest differentiator.
0: Um, how many people have your, have your phone? How many athletes can text you directly?
2: That's a great question. Um, I oh, almost thank tried. You. To thank get, you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I try to get. I honestly try to get most of my athletes to. Um, I use a different <laughs> software. Uh, tel- Telegram.
0: Oh, he's what's he doing, Lockhart? He's, he's <laughs> doing a dance right now. What's he? doing? No, nah, yeah. There's a couple athletes that, that text <laughs> what's me. What's he doing? Here. There's a couple athletes. I would, that text me how can oh, you have more? I don't want anyone to. I don't want anyone Too many people text me now. I like. Yeah. I'm pretty fucking like already like um, private like meaning I, I don't give people access to me outside of the show. And it's already like too many. Like yeah, I absolutely. just want to talk to Matt, Susan. That's it. Like everyone else, leave me alone. You got
1: something to say? Tell Matt, and he'll tell me. I a on the
0: bus on this one,
1: Foster. If we had what? a freely performance review, probably one of the, the only negative thing would be reply to texts. We went through his text messages at the games, Savon. He's one of those that has like fifty blue messages on his. Yeah. Body. Yeah. yeah one of them was rich i was like bro oh <laughs> shit oh, what, dude, what
0: did you get an audit on his phone you're like uh, put your hands up in the air and hand me your phone and you get <laughs> an audit on his phone <laughs> i was doing what you said man i was trying to just you know be like hey you're you, you
2: know I, i'll i'll text you back when i feel like it no i'm just <laughs> i, don't, I would, it's it gets bad it's it's an so i i'm really i'm a hyper organized guy i use like I'm great with checking email every day. I use a different software for messages with, with most of my clients and I'm really good with those systems. And then my phone, I just get like, I have a hundred, I just looked, I have 102 texts, unread texts right now.
3: Yeah. And
2: I just get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed with it, I'm just like, I'll just take it and like throw it in the chair and I just won't pay attention to it. Yeah. Wow. So,
1: yeah. And I am I need to get better at that. So. Um, Do you say Guy, Vic? Paige, Seth, like they can all text you and you'd reply. For yeah, sure. we text probably at least. Yeah, at least. Who, every who's office. Vic? Victor Hoffer?
0: Victoria Campos. Oh, Victoria Campos. Yeah. So, oh, she's she she's still making a run at the games? How old is she? She 30, 30,
2: 31. Does she's she speak, yeah. Does she speak um, in good English? Yeah, really good. Yeah.
0: Oh, I should have her on. She's great.
2: Yeah, Vic's great. Vic is like, is the most chill athlete,
0: like just laid back, hang out. She's just, I mean, she's just easy going. So I, I wanted one of my, um, the, one of the listeners to mate with her and make a kid, but, uh, he found out that she, she doesn't go that way. She does not into dudes. I was, bad, <laughs> That was a bad, bad guess on my part, but man, she would make a great kid with someone. I guess she still can't. Um, so, so you have, who, who are your, uh, dir- who, who has direct access to you? Like you're like, yeah. So through May-
2: the, the, athletes I coach in mayhem that are, you know, uh, games, athletes, Seth Stovall, Guy, Paige, Vic, and then Dre strong.
1: Oh, Dre. That's right. That's, That's the, the camera sport. guy turned athlete. Savon, you gotta have Dre on here. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, you guys would, you and hey, Dre- I, actually, I was saying that to Dre the other day. Like I was telling him I was coming on here. and Like Dre, Dre would just be a blast. To have you know, him.
1: Dre won the games with Rip, Savon. You know, I didn't I, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Nineteen. He won with Rich China Tasia and uh, Is he still camera is he still in the media department also? No, he runs apparel and he's our graphic. Oh, that's department. right. I did know that. I did he know was, that he started he basically grew the across the Man channel for I don't know, five years until Scott got here. So
2: this yeah. is, this will make you want him on even more. The, what he told me when I said he should come on was that uh, he probably shouldn't because he would get in trouble.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I like that. That's good. You know me well. That's good. Yeah. Um, those those uh, people you mentioned, um, uh, Campos, Page, um, Dre, Gee, and uh, uh, uh Seth. Yeah. yeah. Those you have a. Um. I don't know a high, a very high level of um, demand on yourself that you put for them. Uh, uh, intimacy, time commitment—those are like your, like people, people. Yeah,
2: but man, I like there's still other athletes that I coach, open quarterfinal level athletes that I I have just as good of a relationship mm-hmm. with, and I talk to just as frequently.
0: Fuck! I don't know how you do that. I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around how how you do your job. Systems,
2: honestly, like just having great systems in place. And uh, for sure. there's this
0: conventional wisdom that you shouldn't have ever more than eight reports. I think, yeah, like you know, if well, you I, read a, read a business book and you have, it sounds like you have more than eight reports. Like I, I could, I can't do more than it, six. Shit gets starts getting really I mean, it's weird. Hard, it's like, dude, hard. I have to. It's kind of like with
2: your wife, right, and your spouse. If you don't. If you don't commit time with people, if you don't have a scheduled time to date your wife, it's never going to happen. Your communication is going to suffer, you know, right. and if you just let life hit you, you know, with kids like it's just it's never going to happen. You're going to be talking at 930 at night. And neither of you are going to want to do it. So I think my what I'm good at and what I've learned over time from experience, I think teaching had a lot to do with it. It was just um, it's disciplining times and, and and putting systems together where it's like I'm going to check my messages twice a day. I'm going to reach out to these people at least like once every other day, I'm never going to let them go like more than two to three days without just shooting them a text and be like, how are you feeling? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I'm going to have a a, a weekly check in time with all of them where it's like, this is a formal time that we're
1: going to sit. Down okay.
0: Now, not you way. are organized. Okay.
1: It's not the it's- exact same as an employee. I mean, there's some parallels but like a report to you within an organization is employees a little bit different than the one-on-one coaching client. That makes sense
0: maybe, maybe I'm trying to figure it out. Like, so there were like, um, when I was running the media department, there were specifically four people who could just walk into my office anytime. And then other than that, you, you if you had an issue, you should probably talk to one of those people and not me. Well, then because like, fine. because if you come to me and are like, Hey, our cameras are broken, I'm going to be like, Hey, go talk to Tyson Oldroyd and don't. And then I'm going to kind of hate you a little bit for coming in and interrupting me for that with that. His, you like, you stepped out of the chain of command. So I, I, I kind of maybe I don't understand it because 20 the, clients
1: can't come in his office at any time. They got to message right. him through a you know portal. He can respond right. at blocked out times, and then they have they know every week they get this amount of time with him on this right. day. Yeah, if, you,
2: right. if you like, I can explain like a like an like a just a kind of a, a normal client through Mayhem Performance Coaching, like what is the community?
1: Yeah. Michael. Yeah, on, you need to get coached by us, man, performance coaching come Fuck on. that come yeah, on.
0: I did I did CrossFit for um I did like I went to a CrossFit class and then I got fucking injured that shit's dangerous
1: well yeah. per- it's personalized to you
0: exactly it's so, dang- it's so dangerous intensity is fucking the death of all old men you just do rope climbs and assault bike yes like yes yes
2: yeah so we do so we do like clients what they get is a, it's a 24-hour response rate Monday through Friday from a coach and then they do a bi-weekly biweekly uh, 20 24
0: minute, hour response rate. Meaning if someone contacts you, you'll respond within 24 hours.
2: Monday through Friday. Yep. Okay. Unless once, once a quarter, there's once a week that a coach gets a vacation. They got to let their clients know a certain amount of time ahead of time, but the program will always be written. Um, they do a bi-weekly video consult with, with each client. And then like on the opposite weeks, they have a, we have a check-in like a form that they fill out so that we can check in on everything. Like again, that holistic approach. So, you know, how, how much you've been enjoying training? What have you been uh, what are your struggles like? You know, what are the wins that you've you've had this week? How's your nutrition been? How's your sleep been? Um, you know, there's even some like kind of social questions in there, too, about mood and whatnot. So we're getting a good game. Like there's there would never go like bare minimum a week that goes by whether you're Karen, the soccer mom, like, you know, open level athlete all the way up to it. Like, a, you know, semifinal level games athlete. You're, you're not going to hear from your coach. Like I, I had a, a mentor, shout out Matt Connolly, tell me one time, like, and and this was in, you know, gen pop clients. He was saying, like, clients come for results, but they stay for relationship. Uh-huh. And, and that's that's the business that we're in. We're in the business of building relationships. Like every Savon, like in, in the sport now, there's there's so many good coaches. Like a lot of people can write great programs, but it's like not everybody can can build a good relationship. I
0: think that's the the differentiator. Two things to that. I I heard said a little differently, but same thing. Um, People don't leave jobs. They leave relationships. Yeah. And and, and then basically also you chose, you wanted to work at Mayhem. You personally, because of the relationship, you you wanted to have a relationship with your employer that you suspected people were having at Mayhem, the Mayhem employees had with their employer.
2: Yeah. I wanted to share and, and share the same worldview and ultimate purpose that at the end of the day, like we're doing all this, we're we're building these programs, and we're coaching people. We're talking about fitness so that we can glorify God and further His kingdom. Like I yeah. want to be a part of that.
0: Um, did you? Did you, when did you tell Jake that last line? Uh, Lockhart, that last line. Like how day long went. into the, day one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. said, so, you know, and I. That's how I, he knew you wanted a job. <laughs> you no, know, I
2: honestly, I honestly, day one at Legends, I, I, I like genuinely had no plan it it started as a joke you know uh so jared was with underdogs jared gray and when i i I actually was talking with lockard about mayhem missions and um and then lockard asked me he knew jared was leaving underdogs and so he just asked me like hey now that jared's leaving does that change anything for you and i said not unless you want to hire me and it was kind of like a ha 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 and then as soon as that came out of my mouth of course i was like well that would be dope and then i started pressing him on it and was like hey we you need you guys need to build out individual coaching like this is a huge area of opportunity, and and that's what that's what started it all. So yeah, as soon as how I said it, the joke, it was it was kind of like ha ha. And then in my head, I was like, oh yeah, this this would be awesome.
0: Um, uh, let let let's say I, um, I've 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 purchased uh, mayhem programming. I don't know how that works exactly, but I, I go online and I and I pay the monthly fee and I start getting that programming. How long? How do I know if I need a um, performance coach? It's because the performance coach, the next level. So let's say I've been doing mayhem uh, programming for two years and um, I'm like, is that the next level to be like, okay, I want, I want a performance coach.
1: Yeah. We have like everyday athlete, which is five of the programs, like, you know, working out 30, 60 minutes, everyday hero, bodybuilding. That's 20 bucks a month. Competitor is everything. Compete program, man capacity, burger strength, like the package you get all 10, it's 50 but bucks. not, but not foster's phone number. And then, correct. Performance <laughs> the coaching. His phone number. We're just in the launch right now. Ironically enough, we didn't plan it this way. You know, look like it, but that's five hundred a month, and that's where William. We'll even out though
0: he's been there a year, wait, he's been there a year, but it's just officially it's been in beta. Now it's officially launching.
1: We second. launched. Yeah, so the first one was in August.
2: We I was basically like what Jake, like February March is when I started kind
1: of building it out and putting <laughs> the systems together. Yeah, it's on the website now. And then we like email out each launch internally. Hey, guys, if you want to coach one-on-one, all this stuff we're telling you, reply and we'll take your application in. And so we do a launch three or four times a year and people get the communication that you can enroll now. We, so, we've yeah. also kept it pretty low key. Um, you know, like in I mean, in, in August, so
2: long, we had 450 applications for, for one-on-one coaching. And, uh, you know, I think like for me, my, my, you know, like really small business, local gym, sorry,
0: say that again. In August, you had what? 450 applications for, Four, to, 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 to get a mayhem performance coach. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in what month did you have 450?
2: Oh, uh, it well technically in about two to three, in three weeks in August, we, we had 450 come in and then we, 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 we actually stopped it. We had to shut it. We had to take the application off the website. Um, and, and for me, I, I was going to say like my small, very small business background, like running a small gym, like local affiliate and then just running yeah. my own individual coaching business. I remember like leading up to that launch, I was like, why are we not putting this on our Instagram? Why are we not talking? Like, you know, I was at the games. I'm like, "Yo, Rich mentioned it on the podcast of the games. And they were like, eh, if we do that, it's going to get crazy. And the whole time I'm like, like open the floodgates. And then, you know, it was just crazy to me that just through some emails, we had that many, you know, we had that many applications. So.
0: And you can't take them all
2: no no and and, and we're and, and we're not taking them all too there's a lot of people who come in and they don't have a desire to compete in the sport and uh and you know those aren't those aren't a good fit for the performance coaching program yeah the whole idea is performance in the sport of crossfit
0: <clears throat> damn that so so Going back again, going back a little bit. So, help me understand this. That is the next level. It's basically you're already you're. You, I guess you don't have to have already started with the mayhem programming, but you want some hands-on interaction that would offer some like uh, personal accountability and responsibility enforcement, or at least mirroring yeah. that would keep you to prepare you so that you could. Um, it, Go to competitions. You could participate at bare minimum in competitions. Uh, yeah, it's what just at, at a level that you're proud of based on your time commitment. It's
2: what all the other top coaches in the sport are doing for their athletes that that you've had on, like Kotler and Kiefer, and 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 it's basically just a, a saying, hey, if you want that,
0: kind just- of. Yours is a little different though because those guys, whether they whether they say it or not, they they're looking for place yeah. p- placement. Like so, so for my kids, I'm not interested in. I need to keep them in the game. Once you have a kid that's one of my kids is injured at doing jujitsu. And I realized, Hey, it has no, it no longer matters. Um, how good they do, how good they are. He was out for six weeks. He got kicked in the stomach and it made it so he didn't want to do it anymore. Fucked with his bladder or something. Mm. And, uh, um, so then I realized after that, that was a couple of years ago. All I need to do is we need to be in ritual and I need them to be in the game. So you have people like that, Right that just need to be in the game at any means. But then there's other people that like their placement matters.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's, so
0: there's that game. There's that gambit. Right. And, and like,
2: yeah. That, and that's what CrossFit did day one. Right. Like we, I mean, think about it. It's, it's, it's such a unique sport that everyone, if they, if you just simply have the desire to do it, you get to compete in the sport. You know, whereas like in the NFL, it's like post-college football, you know, if you're not, if you're not in the NFL, I yeah, mean, yeah my pro leagues and stuff but it's like you're out right you can like, compete you know, at the
0: highest level you could be a nobody and still um uh, pursue competing at the highest yeah, level yeah or with the people at the highest level yeah
2: that's the beauty of the sport it's also a slippery slope going back to what i, what I was saying earlier right where you get people who give up life's biggest priorities yeah uh, you know in order to be a part of that and you know and that's my opinion i think there's a lot of people who probably have no business doing that but uh but on the other hand, you get a lot of people who would find a good balance of saying like this is a, it's no different from a, like a marathoner. who's like, man, I get to, you know, like it's a very accessible sport. Running is very accessible for a, for a for a dad, you know, with a career to pick it up and do it on the side as a hobby. CrossFit is very much like that. And we
0: coach. That's the vast majority of people we coach. Do you have a drug policy? Like it, like when, when you sign up, is it like, hey, guys, we don't want anyone doing um, drugs that are you saw to not approved. That's a better
2: question for uh, technically we don't have them sign anything that says that but the right. policy would be if you're doing we're not going to coach you if you're doing any banned sub. if you're not if you're i guess in in taking any banned substance would be the right way. So
0: if you found if, if one of your athletes told you hey um I'm doing uh, XYZ and it's on the banned substance list you'd be like hey dude you you either got to quit or you can't be one of my athletes. Yeah, either you
2: discontinue or we're not going to coach you anymore.
0: Yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, that's cheating.
0: And
2: yeah, that kind of that kind of conflicts with the culture of man.
0: It's cheating because why? Bec- because because you because there's just because it's the rules of the sport. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, that's I think it's that simple.
0: Yeah. It's 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 a it's a weird it's a it's a weird spot. The longer and longer I'm in this uh, kind of in this space of watching people compete or try to get the most out of their bodies, it's such a weird. Spot for me. That would be one of my Think biggest,
2: about. that's one of my biggest fears as, as performance coaching grows is, is that like, how, how do you, how do we navigate that? Like, how do you, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's really no way it's like, you know, somebody can be doing it and we're coaching them remotely and we'll never know it and they'll never bring it up. And then, you know, they pop and they're on the bigger stage and it's, yeah, that, that's, that's something I've always worried about, but I don't know
0: how you control that. I don't know. I don't know
2: you know how you avoid
0: it. I recently was watching um uh the Crash Crucible, a JR Howells event.
2: Yeah,
0: and there were some athletes there that just did not look like the other athletes. Like they're just completely like, I don't even. They look like action figures compared to like some of the other guys. And some of the other guys are amazing, right? I mean, Colt Mertens was there. No one's questioning how hard he trains, and and I know some of it's genetics, but then some of it's just like, holy shit! Yeah, but I, I, you I look just, like you're made of fucking granite. I
2: just don't think aesthetic is not a good
1: metric yeah i mean yeah because yeah. gee looks like he's right. right right right
0: this guy was even the guy i'm talking about was even more there's a it becomes kind of like this angularness to them like like they don't like yeah. Giza looks like he can wipe his own butt that's true like there becomes this like effect where you're like hey you can't wipe your butt can you yeah i think you know when you when you
2: grow up playing sports too like me playing football you 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 come across more genetic freaks right because the cream yeah to the top, yeah you, and so you become more accustomed to it and so i think you're less skeptical because you're like man that dude i know for a fact like that's my that's my bud that's my best i'm my best friend in high school i remember like he just always had you know six pack abs bulging biceps and he, he right. didn't, you know yeah. and and so i've seen those freaks and uh yeah and you know outliers exist
0: and, and some men are – you see some men, especially men, are just built different. You're like, dude, my head looks nothing like your head, and you've always had that, and your dad has that, and your grandfather has that. You have a fucking cinder block as a head. Like he you have some, me, yeah. something coursing through your veins that I don't. Guy showed me a picture of his of his grandfather. Who yeah. the, he I don't
2: want to mess – he was in the military. I don't know if it was like Brazilian military or what, and his, uh. his grandpa was shredded. Yeah. Just like six pack abs, like just absolutely diesel standing amongst these other guys. So Dude, Brooke,
0: Brooke ends the same way. People accuse her all the time. She made this fucking video one time where she's in the kitchen with her mom, just as fucking, fucking old lady. She's like, mom, show your bicep. Her Mom's like, not doesn't like, isn't like any workout fucking. She pulls up her fucking arm and her arm is shredded and big. And you're just like, oh, yeah, like it, it's in. It, it, I don't know with your kids, though. I can already see which body parts. My kids got from me and my wife. Hmm. Like I can be like my that kid got fucking his wife's arms. That poor kid got my arms. That kid got my wife's feet. Ooh, that poor kid got my feet.
2: You know what I mean? I just hope they have her disposition. That's all. Me too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my oldest son though. He's already he's fucked. they going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, let's do a, 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 a sharp pivot here. Um, we have the two Jakes on uh, Mayhem Empire. All right, Mayhem's great. And these are such good dudes. We uh, after an hour and two minutes. When are they licensing the mayhem name? And we'll uh, set up Mayhem HQ to compete with CFHQ. Um yeah, why why can't I asked Rich yesterday, I'm like, hey, why can't I um, I pay the hundred and twenty nine dollars a month for affiliate programming or whatever you guys charge? Why can't I just put on the front of my gym um uh Sevon's Mayhem Empire? Just a huge fucking sign. I'll, I'll pay an extra, you
1: know, $1,000 for that. I mean, I guess if you paid enough, it, we would do it in theory. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, baby. Right, what's that blank check we'll willing to put on it?
0: Uh, um, I mean, because you do get a sign. Right, where you can put up a sign, but
1: most people put it inside their gym, right? Yeah, we give them like a – we give everyone a banner. It says, man, an affiliate banner, and we want them yeah. to put that up. But like the legality standpoint and risk of – like licensing your name then you get into a whole nother arena and the crossfit's in right like you have to pay to license that name and then to do that we would probably have to give you more value like crossfit does to like it's not a business we really want to get in because then we're truly competing against crossfit in every way if we well do you
0: that. hey you could start off by making you know what's funny is the model that i was thinking right off the bat is i would start my own affiliate program seven fit but you still have to take your L1 to open a gym, but guess what? With my program, you get media. And, and you guys already have that.
1: I mean? But you know they, I, mean? I that, think the
0: single most thing that, uh, that affiliates want is media.
1: Michael, how much media? What media? How often? And then what Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean by media? Media? most affiliates want media? What do you mean by
0: that? I think that if you add – like the affiliates that I interview, that if there's two things they want from HQ, not fuck up the brand. Which, you know what I mean? Like don't fuck up the brand and uh, and then two and then two um, don't pussify it right like like we know you we know that when you walk into fucking walmart that if the place is on fire you can grab two people and run out before anyone else even the worst of us crossfitters know that we can do that um and, and then the second thing is media they want media they want um some sort of content being produced by the mothership constantly they want the mothership to have a place on the world's second largest search engine youtube that's what they want. Those are the two. I think those are the two main things. I steal the first one from Craig Howard. Hey, just don't fuck this up. You know what I mean? Like, don't do DEI shit. I, I, we're, we're we're a company of merit and expect and um, uh, excellence, right? How, how, That's what we are. We're a, we're a science organization. We believe in um, measurable, uh, repeatable shit. So so stick to that, and then um and then also make media. And I think mayhem think mayhem kill could kill that. How much do you think they want?
2: like in, not a rhetorical question, like in your experience and the conversations you've had with affiliate owners, how much do they want education?
0: You continued education? Yeah. Um, I, I think that they want that a lot too. I think that they want to be affiliated with something that has a shitload of fucking integrity. That's what fucking Glassman brought. It was just like fucking singularly focused on the target at all times. You know what I mean? It was just like he did not fuck around. It was like,
1: Yeah. You knew what ship you're getting on and where it's going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it was singing. And so, um, I just think that mayhem is a company of values, I think. And, um, and I just think that, uh, I I just think that people would fly the flag bald
2: American flag, rich riding on a horse, right. And and just,
0: and just doing good shit for people. The the day I met rich, I thought if rich came out of a uh, 99 men come out of a brothel, we all know what they're doing in there. You see, Rich come out of a brothel. No one would think he. Was, someone would think, "Oh, he was in there helping people." He's like no one would he's in there banging whores. Probably, That's how clean his shit is, right? He's probably training. So, yeah, right. he right. He was in there, right? Yeah, returning some dumbbells he borrowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just a you know, you know what you're, you know what you're getting, and um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know what the um. I don't know what the fucking insurance implications are, but outside I mean, of that, like, I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to add much more value to start with.
1: I've definitely, I mean, thought about that, obviously, just from people have asked for it in the name. And yeah. What yeah. It could be, but we can only do so many things. And we're already or did do you
0: have any concerns it would dilute, dilute the, um, um, The name? Yeah, dilute the like. Like everyone knows now, everyone has this vision of what mayhem looks like. There's fucking yeah. two fucking locations. There's this fucking huge gym that's crazy community oriented, where there's guys in there who can beat Rich at open workouts, who are no names, and then there's the barn, right? And and you know, and and, and so it has that. Um, and it and a huge thing that's missing from HQ that there used to be in its origins is the destination. So when CrossFit Santa Cruz was there, dude, that was crazy, man. That was like the destination. You could do a pull-up on the pull-up bar that's in every video that Greg Amundsen would use. You know what I mean? You could use the rings that Nicole Carroll used in Nasty Girls. Like it was, a, And you guys have that. I mean, that's a huge mistake on that we fucked up uh, in 2010 or 11 or 9 whenever Greg sold the gym. That was a disaster. Mm-hmm. We lost the Mecca. You guys have a Mecca. You guys have a place to come visit. Look at Jake Lockhart's getting all excited, but also bummed. He's like, oh God, I can't let this seed grow.
2: You're trying, this to, you're, grow. you're trying to pitch that we, we we become a direct competitor to CrossFit. Not,
0: I don't even, doesn't. maybe doesn't have to be a direct competitor. Like I said, you could still be like, hey, to be a part of our thing, you have to take the L1. You, you still have to be certified. You could like, like that would really fuck with their head. Then they wouldn't know how to fucking deal with you. That's what I was thinking too. That would really fuck with them. Is he either a competitor or are they selling
1: shit for us? I think it's a good a, a possibility. It's just there's so many things within that. I'm not even like I haven't worked yeah. worked out. and It's yeah. deciding what we want to do. And that's it's not, exciting though, isn't it? It is an exciting idea. I guess the really the awesome thing is you have as many mayhem gyms as you want. Then the scary thing, just like with CrossFit, as many yeah. happy gyms as you want could put on mayhem's name. If how do you vet that and make it so like the integrity of mayhem continues with each gym that would do it in theory. Right. So. Yeah, I've thought about it before, but like, it's not something we're ready to do right now. I mean, know what would Rich say about it? Uh, don't uh talk talk to those guys. Yeah, that's what saying. <laughs> <nice. laughs> talk to those guys. Bring
2: it up to those guys. I heard that. This, I listened to that this morning. Yeah, I was talk
0: alive. to yeah, talk to those guys. Bring it up. Bring it up to them. Is this I your just wife working
1: with Ham Savan? Us launch this, and you run the media portion for that?
0: No, no, no. You got you got the best fucking dude in the world doing media. I can't, everyone's gonna look stupid next to bandersloot he's a fucking beast i ain't fucking getting near that dude what a stud he is um uh, i i I did recommend though that um that you guys start a hunting uh and rich said it's already it sounded like it's already in the works i did recommend you guys start a hunting station separate from the mayhem station
1: like station like location
0: no um
1: Program different yeah. there's
0: yeah not even a different program necessarily but a different there should be a different Instagram like like Dave has yeah the, the TDC work. hunts yeah. yeah there should be an Instagram with um uh, guns and shooting and there should be a YouTube page with guns and shooting and um uh, four wheel drives and um you know uh, stuff like that
1: yep D- that's dead obvious.
0: bear dead bears if one gets in the fucks around <laughs> fucks with Rich and wants a piece
1: that is all yeah that's all in the pipeline.
0: Uh, thanks, Debbie. Yeah. Anytime, buddy. Thank you for bringing it up. Makes me feel better. Hold on. Someone else in here gave me money to ask you a question. Yeah, I'm
2: ready for the hard hitters. I thought, I thought we were going to get some hard hitters. I don't know what they would be.
0: I thought we did them already. Yeah. Uh, that, that's how, listen, when you, are endowed like me. You have to be able to put it in without fucking disturbing the the. You know, yeah, it's lots wanna, of foreplay. Wanna... You didn't even feel it. You didn't even feel the hard question. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> not fun. that's not fun though. I want to go. You didn't even. You didn't even. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Mayhem has most everything in place to create the CF competitor, I, the legend rich. Yeah, I'm not even. Okay, I, I don't want to be a pussy, but I but I don't even see it as a competitor. Um, they probably do. But the thing is, is, like, you're not, you're not trying you, – you wouldn't be competing with – you guys have values. You guys just stay focused on what you're doing. You just control with what you're doing. So, um, like, like, so that's one of the big problems at HQ right now. They don't have their own voice, so they're worried about what everyone else is doing. You guys have your own voice. I'm not worried about what anyone else is doing because I have my own voice and so you guys have your own voice. HQ's kind of rattled right now because they don't um they don't have a voice and so they kind of worry what other people do. They just everyone just focus on your own shit and just the whole thing will grow together. You'll still be it's you'll still be sending shitloads loads of people to the open, it may even increase open participation. It may even invigorate the gym space with mayhem. Like you can like yeah, I see it. I don't see it as a um I don't see it as a as a competitor. I don't know maybe i'm naive broad base of all components need to next level corporate in august 2024 the best consultant to offer this help maybe this guy wants a job you think that's really that guy's picture martin graham i feel like that's a movie maybe i don't know he looks like he could be hired to hurt people
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he looks like a like a scottish like mafia Yeah. yeah or something yeah
0: yeah definitely scottish i like that yeah um, it's only not a competitor in fairy tale land, yeah. Maybe you're right, Will. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm,
1: um, uh, I agree. Right. I, yeah, I have a tough time seeing that as a competitor. Not that I couldn't grill the pie because he makes Coke be better and everything. Everyone drinks more soda now, but right, I, I don't see navigating how it wouldn't be, but
0: um, when the um, uh, Locker, when the uh, affiliate fees went up, did you guys, do you guys have a meeting on that? Or is that just something you guys just talk about? And that is Jim o- is uh, rich over there doing fucking curls. And you're like, Jim, you could uh, rich, you cool paying that extra 1500. He's like, ah, uh-huh. <laughs> good to go, buddy. Or is it more like uh, Rory? Uh Shit. Uh, cancel all meetings. We're let everyone get in the office this morning. Sorry. What'd you say, Foster?
2: Oh, I was just saying, that is kind of how a lot of conversations happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know Rich does curls. I know Rich puts that 100-pound dumbbell on his chest and does sit-ups with it. I've seen that shit. Um, but what about that one in particular? Do you guys – um, is there any special meeting for that? Do you and Rory have to, like, take an expensive uh, lunch break and
1: – Navigate that problem? No, we actually haven't talked about that one. I think the more than they were. But we probably will next week. This week was kind of – crazy um and why would you talk about it because your time
0: is money and so you if, if, if it was if it was raised seventy thousand dollars you may have had the meeting already but fifteen
1: hundred dollars you're like hey, dude, not that- it ourselves would be more what's the implications of this and i think it's just independent of these gym. so it's not really we're going to keep the name and then we're going to keep doing what we're doing either way if our gyms mayhem affiliates drop the name that's fine we have plenty of gyms that aren't affiliated and majority of them still are but either way they can still be a mayhem affiliate
0: so, so, so no, someone someone sent me a dm saying hey i don't mind the expense excuse me i'm what i'm going to do is i'm going to stop my affiliate programming the 129 a month i pay for affiliate programming and i'm going to just use cap and i'm going to send that to hq
1: so so i guess in a way you guys already are competitors yeah with co-programming we are i mean yeah we are but they made it free so that's even complicated in itself because they're not now we're not taking revenue from them we're just people want a program that they think is better in us than the free cap then they would pay for a affiliate because it's within their fees like you're saying I don't think right. a lot of times in that scenario though we're like what's the affiliate news now I, I didn't even it,
0: it went up 1500 basically went up 125 dollars a month I think
1: so it'd be 40 4500 a year yes I don't think a ton of affiliates are in the boat we're like they're only going to keep man affiliate if they keep their, the difference in them keeping main affiliate programming or not is it whether they say affiliate with CrossFit. I think there's very few gyms in that scenario. Mike is going to make or break them. I think. Well, I was
0: making to... shitloads of money, more than five hundred thousand dollars a year. And the second I lost my job, I canceled my xm That was like my big cut. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean that's what people. I mean, yeah, that's the, the yeah. War, usually, fitness is the first thing to go
0: for most people. But that Sirius that's XM. SiriusXM. Uh, Martin Grimm, focus isn't to compete with CrossFit. Don't misunderstand. Focus is what do you mean? What do you mean? Don't misunderstand. You wrote it in there as a direct competitor to CrossFit. You fucked it all up. I was trying to like, oh, okay, okay, Martin, he saved you. You and Locker are on the same team. Don't misunderstand. Focus is to provide the ultimate fitness support for affiliates. Yeah, that's me. The name is just so strong. The Mayhem Empire and the logo and the values. Those three things, I mean, it's the, 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 what you guys stand for is um, like, no one's saying that like, Hey, I want to serve God. Yeah. That's going to alienate a lot of people as well though. But, 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 but you guys are comfortable with that in the sense that you're not doing it on purpose to alienate them. You guys are comfortable with your mission, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, like someone told me the other day, my podcast isn't professional. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thank it's you. How I want it. It's how I want it to be.
1: Yeah. If you stand for, if you don't decide what you stand on, right? in branding or anything in life, then you stand for nothing. So any strong brand in the world is going to stand for something really strongly and directly. Right. And now we're in the woke age. So everyone's trying to be everything, which is just weak. And so we stand for who we are and what we believe in and us it's faith, family, fitness, service and faith is specifically like Foster said, we love and honor Jesus and he's the King. And you don't have to believe that exactly. Absolutely not. Like we still want any and all gyms that believe whatever they believe, but like that's still the banner we stand under as an organization. And for
0: those, for people like me who aren't, who aren't Christian, that faith family service is like, that's huge to me. Hmm. I do have faith. I do. I, 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 my family is the most important thing to me. And uh, and I believe in just crazy. I'm happiest when I'm serving. Faith in what? Um. May have opened the can of worms there, but I had to ask. Um, I don't know, but but I don't know, but I do have faith. What do you want it to be? That makes sense. Um, you could say I wish I believed not, not some dude who lives in a fucking ball of fire fucking with horns. I don't want it to be in that. Oh. <laughs> I don't want it to be like, hey, I get I'm done with my life, and he's like, Good job. Welcome to the fucking oven. Uh <laughs> but um I don't know. I'm very comfortable not knowing like very, 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 uh, I'm at my strongest when I'm except that my my faith in the unknown, like I'm strongest in in that point. I I feel most in line with the universe with, with what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I'm, does that make sense? No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you're at
1: peace with it, but it doesn't make sense in what you believe.
0: Um, I I accept I I I really accept the unknown. I really accept the unknown. It, it, there was a fucking great example of it I was so proud of the other day. I was live on the air and I pulled up my Instagram and it said your count's toast. Your count's been suspended. And I just and I think that would have rocked a lot of people. But I have such faith in just like and just things are
1: sp- in my life happen the way they're supposed oh, yeah. to happen. Do so you believe you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we believe that we call it, you've heard the word sovereignty, like yeah. God's sovereignty, like we believe he's ultimately good and in power. So when bad things happen like that, like God's still all in control and all powerful. So like in the end, it's going to work out for those that love him. Like that's what we believe. So
0: now you have a story, you have a story there that sort of, you have a narrative there or a story there that helps you through that. I feel like I I don't have that.
2: Or Wait, or or better yet, we have a person.
0: A person. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some an entity. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's yeah. just like when your kids, like he got hurt during jujitsu, right? I don't know how it happened with down, but he would be like, man, it sucks. But I love dad and dad's got my back. So either way, it's going to work out because dad's got me. Yeah. Make sure I get through this. It'd be like that with us in life um i um sounds like you have like you you believe it's gonna be okay and the universe make sure things works out and like good will come from even bad things happen like your instagram getting toast so you have faith and peace and that we just get our peace and faith from a god who works those things out there's this
0: part of me that i'm this isn't exactly right i don't know how to word it so bear with me here this isn't exactly honest what i'm saying to you but i have an awareness of no
1: thing i don't i'm not tracking with awareness of nothing
0: i know because most people use the word nothing and nothing means it's void, but there is when when I when I use a word when I point at car, I'm denoting something. I'm signifying something, right? Like that's a car and that's a thing. Like hey, and so so there's this Taoist saying: naming is the origin of all particular things. So we name things, and they are they then become created individually outside of the whole. Foster, Locker, yeah, Stevan, I have an awareness of no thing and because of that but i don't know what it is because it's no thing so your faith is rooted in no thing yeah i mean i mean it's like just just my awareness of that the existence of that is is a bizarre uh phenomenon
2: what's the what what like uh you know for your son you know in the yeah. example that we've been using like what hope do you have no thing
0: that, that he gets. A, the ultimate hope is that he also c- was able to cultivate enough awareness to to have, to create awareness of awareness of that, of that.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. Being like a entity or it's just, you just don't know and it's. No,
0: I just don't know. I just don't know.
1: I just don't I know. Cause a lot, a lot of people,
2: a lot of anxiety.
0: Oh, dude, there's whole books dedicated to the pointing at no, of no thing. That's <clears> what the, Eckhart Tolle's power of now is. <clears throat> I could give, I'll give you one more example. So, um, they'll, uh, uh, and this is why it's so hard for people to understand. Um, someone Eckhart Tolle will be like, Hey, don't worry about the, the future. Don't, don't, don't worry about the future. And then someone will be like, well, how am I supposed to write things down in my calendar? Um, if I, if i'm not supposed to be worried about the future He's, well you do that in the present you know what i mean you write down what you're going to do in the future in the present or people be like you'll you'll want to talk about something that happened in the past and someone will say don't dwell in the past and they're totally misunderstanding because i'm in the present telling you about the past you can be you can talk about the past if you stay in the present when you do it you don't let yourself travel so there's this when you have an awareness of this no thing those the, those dichotomies or dualities all of a sudden start to make sense to you. There's, there was a group of people. Let me – one more example because that one failed. There was this group of uh, – the Queen of England or something one time took two weeks off the fucking calendar, right? And people thought they lost two weeks of their life hmm. because they thought that thing, the calendar, was fucking real. But you don't lose two weeks if you take – if we throw the whole calendar away, we don't die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if we just stop stop keeping track of months and days, we don't die. I think your your philosophy
2: works well when things are going well, and then in, yeah. in the face of like calamity. Or oh yeah, yeah, but dude, I, I bet you,
0: I bet yeah, dude, yeah. I bet you if there's an earthquake and I was trapped under this building, I'd be like, Jesus, I'm so sorry that I tried to not accept you when I was talking to the Jakes. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hundred
2: percent agree it, with you. Yeah, it, it's not probably it, right. It's like uh, the scripture that talks about like you're building your house on on the sand. You know, right? Like it's not—it's not built on like firm, like a rock, like a like in a personhood, like we said, you know, or a story or a narrative, like you said, but at least a story or a narrative that's rooted in logic, but also that that it's built on a rock of like hope, like
0: like God's sovereignty, like my Lockard mentioned. I was filming these kids who who it's filming this place where there was a famine. And I was just filming it and filming it, and there were kids who were, die- like, basically dying, emaciated everywhere. And I um, – all of a sudden, something – I got overwhelmed, and I and I went to, like, behind this teepee, like, their house. And I dropped to one knee, and I started crying. I started talking to God. And I was like, holy – but, but it wasn't me, but I was kind of, like, watching it. It was fucking bizarre. What? Why? Why
2: was it bizarre? No, why, why were, why, why were you talking again? Like, what, fuck, why you, I what, what, some, what? I was seeing some.
0: I was seeing some. I was seeing some horrible shit. Yeah, yeah. I was seeing like some crazy horrible shit that I was having, struggling to get my head wrapped around. I was getting some what they probably call PTSD, mm-hmm. right? And so I ran back there to like, to like, hey, I, I can't fucking help these people. I have no control here. So I was like turning to something just completely like, right. Yeah, no, I, I but, think- but I wasn't really doing it. I was kind of just watching myself do it. Like, I couldn't even believe it. I was never like, boy, if I'm in a pinch, I'm going to drop to one knee and beg to God. Like, I'm fucking a grown-ass man, and I'm fucking holding the camera, and I'm running into somewhere so I can go talk to a God I've never talked to in my life that I don't even believe in. You ever heard of uh, C.S. Lewis? Yeah.
2: Yeah, you should read more of C.S. Lewis, but uh, he, he had a line. I'm going to butcher it, but he said something like, I believe in Christianity uh, like I believe in the sun, not because I can look at it, but but because by it, I see everything else.
0: Mm, wow. So
2: that that's, Damn, that's would, good. That that's the way I would describe our faith is, is that it makes sense of all of those of those like the, the things that you mentioned, all the pain, all the hardship, all the evil in the world. It it has an answer for all that. And that's why like that's why it's rooted in it's it's built on the our faith and our hope is built on a rock.
0: Good um maybe I'm one step closer after this conversation. Yeah, CS Lewis, man. You got to read some CS Lewis. One step closer. Do you think I should read CS Lewis or read the Bible again? Both. uh Bible for sure. Oh, you, oh, Bible.
3: you Read the Bible again?
0: I I listened to it on audio. I've listened to it on audio a few times. Oh, there you go. I had it on cassette tape. I had a fucking like 112 cassette tapes. Shout out Jack, man. That's Jack's one of my clients. Uh Jack McCormick uh from Lockhart and Foster's uh perspective what are other games camps coaches um, opinion on mayhem
1: i think there's probably mutual respect i hope among most of them and then i mean there's for sure probably at least a few that just don't love mayhem
0: i'm trying to think if i the only the only criticism that i've ever heard about mayhem is um that
1: they don't actually do coaching I mean, in the past, people that show up, to work out the rich every day. I mean, it's not like, it's not the typical, it wasn't typical, like a coach is watching you all day and like giving feedback. You know what I mean? There would still be some coaching within that with just what happened in the barn you know, amongst athletes and rich. And then at the games, we would still provide coaches. Um, but now it is getting more even standardized with coaching, like we talked about man performance coaching. So it's, it's
0: a weird criticism, just like people would say um, Greg Glassman didn't know shit about business okay, okay, okay. But you know that that, uh, that thing spread faster than Starbucks and, um, subway combined in their prime, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, that thing was on all seven continents. Uh, they even had one in Antarctica. You know, he couldn't slow it down if he wanted to. Um, so um, if someone says there's no coaching in mayhem, then maybe the response would be like, yeah, well, what, what are they doing then? Cause it's working It 57 athletes at the games last year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's it's almost said like it's an attack like with the presupposition that coaching is the only way but something's going on over there it was just over i think that's an overly simplistic
2: criticism yeah, with yeah. like now it's just silly it's like because we have a whole staff of coaches and there is you know individual coaching is it's just yeah you gotta that's like semantics like define coaching at the time you know like i think the the criticism was probably geared towards there there's not as much individualized one-on-one coaching at mayhem which in was true at the time right like there still was some but it, it's like you're saying so on at the time it was more of like a culture of excellence and uh and you're training with a goat every day
0: um yeah but now that,
2: now, now that that criticism wouldn't hold any weight now
0: at all uh, my my uh, my guest in, 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 that's supposed to come on right now said, uh, "Should I interrupt or uh, hold off until you're done talking about God?" I, I waved him off. I said, "Hold on, don't fuck with <laughs> don't fuck with the Jesus." Um, what about? Uh, I want to see how. I wonder how much it costs to go to Burning Man. Uh, Burning Man tickets. I got this. Uh, one more oh, thing. Yeah, it's wanna... like the the big uh, party on the desert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. uh, uh how much are tickets, uh, 20, uh, ticket, uh, t- uh almost else uh, tickets and program, um, fuck $75 just to park your, Oh, uh, the ticket a uh, 225, 5,000 people can buy tickets at $225 a piece and $75 to park your car. Okay. Jake ready? I guess it is going to be a competitive CrossFit. Listen, if you got, all you have to do is let people put the mayhem name on their gym and then start your own open, and then actually just find a field somewhere outside of Cookville and charge people $500 to come park their car there and participate in the uh, whatever event, the the, the the top 10 finishers of the open. Keep it super simple of your open. You charge you just a shitload of fucking money. Not to make a shitload of money, but just to make sure it doesn't hurt you. Dude, can you imagine? People would pay 500 bucks to go for the three-day or four-day camping trip and you just you could bring your tent your rv and, and go there you like it right and it's like a woodstock you could have some religious shit going on too jay could, foster could be up there with like tell I converted sevon back in uh November of uh <laughs> like to tell you uh December of eighth of two thousand twenty-three well remember god is
2: sovereign that's his role to play not mine
0: so I, I assisted yeah. uh, uh god in his, uh <laughs> there it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Accidentally the on the Sebon podcast I became a vehicle for the Lord and um <laughs> It sounds
2: like this is something you really want. Dude, are you kidding what, me? Why? Yeah, why? Why? I, I don't
0: really want I just I, I just want to I, I want to be I don't really want it. I um, I don't want to I don't want to die and then just go uh I I want to know where I came from before I was born and I want to know where I go when I die. Well, oh, I was I was actually talking about mayhem. uh um, Oh. Oh, oh, but, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want God a little less than I want Mayhem to do it something. No, I just like exploring it. I like exploring it. I I, I I I it's 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 um maybe it would be good for CrossFit to have the competition. Um there's two either way. I don't think that this thing, like this thing is going to change and it's not going to be what it was. And it can't be what it was unless it has one owner. It just cannot because the, because a a value driven company has to be just be owned by one person. That's just the way it is. And they have to be like unwavering. Right. And so, um, things have its life, things have its life cycle. Right. So, um, how old is rich right now?
1: 36, I think.
0: Yeah, so let's say he lives to eighty six, we could have a new, a, a new kind of version of CrossFit for eighty six years, but that's kind of like still value driven. It's kind, of, you know, what the only person who's kind of doing it is um Dana White. Hmm. That's a yeah. publicly traded company, but he's fucking walking around with his middle finger in the air. I mean, Elon
1: Musk, right?
0: And Elon, well, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, the Elon's the majority owner. Is he? I think I know he owns like seventeen percent or something, but I think it's still the majority. I don't know about Dana, if, if he's just a CEO. But I mean, what do you think, uh, Savannah? In your mind, in my mind, the perfect scenario would have been some billionaire or multi-billionaire came in, and bought it, just because they loved CrossFit and like took care of it, like you're saying, like just yeah, force of like this is who CrossFit is, and like they didn't have to like take a check in the next five years.
0: Yeah, that's, a shepherd.
1: That's almost like pie in the sky. Hopefully, it could still happen. But outside yeah. of that, what do you think is the ideal scenario with? crossfit as it is stands in a real world like going forward because everyone's like it's not it's, something's changing we don't really know what or what's going to look like or how but what do you think would be a good outcome that could happen
0: when you think of f45 or orange theory or planet fitness or all the other organizations out there you think of them as places where people go to work out and get strong and it's cool you know what i mean it's it, it, awesome kudos to them when you think of CrossFit you, uh, under Greg Glassman, you thought of it as all that, but you also thought of it as a, a club and a community that, it, although he didn't maybe use those words values, but we had we had some really strong rules. We wore shoe – like he, he talked to us about clothing and clothing design and shoe design. Like that was his idea, minimalist. Clothes aren't going to make you faster or stronger. They're going to just – you want your shit to be out of the way. He talked to us about eating, what you need to fuel the temple that's going to worship your god, right? And we were like, oh, yeah. And people who, who followed those protocols, their lives were improving. And, and he had the, these different ways of pointing at the truth. And, um, and in w- ways of so that you could point at the truth inside of yourself, like what we're in ways you could point at the truth to t- talk to other people, right? Bo- both both me- both mechanisms, right? And that's not going to happen. I don't think that any of that's going to happen under a company that's not um, uh, that's publicly owned. I don't think that there'll be. I guess what you I'm I'm, I'm having trouble ex- explaining it, but the easy way out would be it's never going to have a visionary
2: yeah publicly yeah. owned
0: company does not have a visionary
2: yeah it, it just, it's it's a uh, crossfit was almost operating like a church in a sense
0: yeah, yeah complete completely like a church and it was a tithing and greg knew it and by the end he was like whoa these are just a loyalty payments people are paying me now and that's why he's like fuck i need to figure out how i want to spend this money that helps them so that's why he went to education litigation right. you know like making sure he was fighting shit off but, to help the gyms
1: I agree with what you're saying, but still, now that we're in the scenario. of,
0: I think, I think it just slowly keeps heading over to a fitness. It, it, it incrementally makes its way to becoming a fitness company. Do mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the next planet fitness, the next curves, the next, I think it's just slowly kicking and screaming, uh, going that way.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's lost. It's like mission statement values, whatever synonym you want to use. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. Greg, I, I, Greg wanted people to live as long as they can and use their own discernment, right? It wasn't, he didn't care. He wanted you to be able to get at 90 years old to get on ride a Harley with your girlfriend on the back and keep your dick hard. He did not care what your LDLs were. Do you think
2: lacked like checks and balances, like healthy structure, like any church, right? Like it's a slippery slope in any church where you have the lead pastor who is like, he's autonomous and he makes all the decisions. Whereas you have a pastor within a denomination. And then there's this board of elders and that and there's people overseeing no
0: he was yeah. so stubborn and focused on his mission he didn't really need any maybe like even though i didn't agree with his decisions they were made based on his about his still like like when he pivoted to like the old man on the couch shit and when he started thinking that the games there was tension between maybe the games and the cure for the world's most vexing problem i didn't i didn't agree with that I thought the games could be manipulated and used to promote his message, but mm-hmm. either way, he wasn't—he um, wasn't abusing his power or doing something that wasn't true to his mission mm-hmm. at all times. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he was like it wasn't the Hell's Angels who started getting high on his own supply. He's like, "Fuck, I'm, I'm a fucking leader. Started doing meth. Never like that." Yeah, he, it's was, so, he
2: was consistent at least. Yeah,
0: dude, he was so—he was so. Uh, he so believed um, in the mission. And he liked fighting the bad guys. That's why he was so good. He loved fighting the bad guys, dude. He was made for that shit. He's made to war. Like, he is a fucking warrior. Yeah. With anything. With words, with guns, with physical, intellectual, all. He's made. He's made. He's made to fight. He, he's like, um, and he's is fully it, equipped to do it. who would <laughs> Uh, between Dave and uh, yeah. no one, no one could stand up to Greg. In, in the um, he's got he's got way too many tools. There's no, I've never I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Like he's he's really ready to go to uh intellectual battle with anyone. Yeah, and and he's, and he's logical and philosophical. It's, and you know what's interesting is he's not spirit. He's zero spiritual, like zero. He thinks when you die, that's it. You're complete dust.
1: Yeah, but even though he had the he's the center of all the obviously beginning of CrossFit everything, right? He's the father of it, even but and you know, later on with cutting the media, not just that, but amongst other decisions for the company doesn't mean all the decisions were initially the right decisions, even if it was with the correct vision in mind. Right, right. Which eventually right. you make enough bad decisions. Think that was the whole thing with it. If you make enough bad decisions, even if in light of a good reasoning, then it'll still like crumble. Right, it, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. It wasn't going
0: to crumble. Maybe it was going to change. J- just think of this. I I don't think it was going to crumble. I think if Greg would have, when the Floyd nineteen thing happened, and and you know the the septum ring wearing blue haired people in the community uh, started calling him racist, I and, and he said, "Fuck you, I'm not racist." I think if he would have stuck by that. Uh, he would have come out the brand would be so strong right now if he would have stuck there'd be fucking ten thousand gyms and the brand would be crazy strong we would be like holy shit because for the three years you know what he would have been saying that the cure for the pandemic is just to eat healthy and uh, exercise Uh and there was nobody saying that nobody people were scared to say that i had my youtube station pulled down for a week for saying that and uh he would have said he would have screamed that from the mountaintops and i think we would have come out the brand would be so crazy strong people would be so fucking loyal because he was he was anti-woke before we even knew what woke was before the woke fucking tsunami came and i just think that um yeah i think it would be totally
1: you know i agree that yeah if he had if it worked out and not made it through the two three years on the other side yeah. it would yeah. be stronger if it had made it yeah yeah. And,
0: and he would have been giving no bull. He would have been just litigating He would, where Rosa was doing the, hey, let's make it. Let's get lobbyists and make a deal with the government like he was doing that. And like telling Craig Howard, hey, if you don't follow the rules of your local legislation, we're going to take away your country manager status. And Craig, Craig Howard's like, fuck you, then take away my country manager status. And they did. Greg wouldn't have been doing that. He'd have been suing the fuck out of the government. He'd have been suing the fuck out of every fucking county, taking all your affiliate fees and just blasting everyone. And ironically, all those people are winning now. The tide has shifted. All those those people for the U.S. Air Force and the Army, they're getting their jobs back. The city employees who were fired in New York City are getting their jobs back. You know what I mean? And it's like we would have made it out the other side, and uh, it would be dope. I think. You guys, you guys don't think so?
2: Well, remember I affiliated before all that, so I just don't really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like that. That's over. So
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, but um, so that's that. Let me see if there's any other questions I have to ask you based on people paying me money. Uh do the big name athletes uh do the big name athletes that have individual coaching pay $500 a month or is their rate different? So like someone like gee since he's a he, there I don't know if you know if that's a question you're allowed to answer but um No, we have two um, of um, a sponsorship and so
1: like a guy like gee doesn't pay for for coaching cuz he's he
0: Right, he cuz he brings so much value to the brand.
1: Something you get as an individual games athlete, if you're Mayhem, is you get one-on-one coach as part of your... Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes complete fucking sense.
1: Amongst other things, that's one of the
0: most valuable things you get, so... I mean, can you spit on the floor in the gym if you're a games athlete?
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> but does anyone spit in the gym?
1: Uh, I mean, Dan Bailey slobber would be okay if it's like the, you know, full sin workout, but... Yeah. Of that, no. No, no spit in the gym. Culture. I spit... In-
0: I spent my gym for the first uh, time in, in my life the other day. I was doing a salt bite workout, thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off. I couldn't help it. That's I okay. put it in a spot. I put it in a spot where I came back and cleaned it up. We would allow that. That's respectable. Not, no, but you can't just be hooking like green ones on, sticking them on the wall. No boogies, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a big difference between the compete now. Versus 2018 to 2021, what happened to the old ways is, is it evolving to
1: mesocycles? I don't even know. What, I don't understand this question. <laughs> That's like saying, uh, compete probably the middle is just like structured programming more like you did rowing last Monday. You're gonna do rowing this next Monday and every Monday for the next four weeks. And like that, like it's very more predictable. Um, it is different. We still are a mayhem in that the net cons would look very similar. Programming is an art and a science. I think that we're the best, in my opinion, at making it an art. And like, it's just elegant and looks like it should. When you see a work, I was like, oh, that's what it should look like. Like when you look at a painting, it's like, that's just how it should look. Um, but we're starting to incorporate more science since 2018, just with, you know, we got the burgers now, so the strength is even different. And then Pamela helps with gymnastics. Shaw with aerobic capacity Foster's helping now so we are doing more meso cycles and macro cycles like tied to those i guess but so to make it better and then we infiltrate it with the art within each workout um that's i guess a short answer to his guy his question you'd have to see workouts then versus now a week to know what he's really saying but we're just trying to make the product better than today i would say yeah it's a little different but still truly mayhem and it's just better
0: Dude, Foster, look at those people's names that you're mentioned with. Isn't that cool? That's a good group. Pamela. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Bergner. Uh, Hinshaw. I mean, what a what a. Yeah, I'm
2: blessed, man. Incredible. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, Savon, ignore ignored my super chat. I was sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I, no, I, that's I, I don't think that's true. I, I missed it, maybe. I definitely didn't ignore. Ignore means that I would like to actively avoid ignored it, right? Like I consciously did something. He says someone ignored my Sevi. Sevi, oh, you came close to me. You called me Sevi. I'd never <laughs> ignore someone who called me Sevi. Uh, uh, Will Brand said a mayhem is endemic, though. The name carries a ton of weight in CrossFit. Not outside. I've never ran into someone who doesn't know the name CrossFit. Yeah, and hey, uh, I, th- I think that maybe that's a good thing.
1: I think, I think maybe that's a good thing. I think he's right. Yeah. I mean yeah. Love of Mayhem was like a household name amongst anyone that worked out in any arena, but for now it's mostly just you gotta be in CrossFit to know what it is.
2: Yeah, that's tricky. Rich transcends that though in some ways, right? You know, and that's who he's affiliated with. Yeah, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other night, my college roommate, doesn't know anything about CrossFit. And, you know, I told him I'm working for Mayhem. And you're he's like, you know, what is that or who's that or whatever? And I said you ever heard of rich froning? He's like, yeah, that's the Netflix documentary. And like that guy's like won the games, a bunch and stuff. Right. I was like, yep. He's like, yeah, that's why I joined a CrossFit gym several years ago. I did it for a year. So I think think rich transcends that like his name, at least still does.
0: It's, you know, I don't know. I can't think of an exact actual example, but like, if you're a golfer, everyone knows like what the most
1: expensive golf shoes are. I mean, I was about to say that if you're a golfer, you know, what title says for sure. Right. If you're not a golfer, you might not, but you know who Tiger Woods is. So, right. Yeah,
2: so- the amount of applications I'm even getting right now in this launch with my Performance Coaching with people who said, like, the reason I started CrossFit was because of Rich Froning. I mean, it, I, I saw it probably just three times last night in an application. Like, Rich is the reason I started CrossFit. You know, the guy who loans, uh, runs the uh, local affiliate here, CrossFit Goose Creek, that I was a part of for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, that like, Rich was the reason that this guy – found his salvation like found the lord and got into crossfit like both so yeah and some maybe not the main the name mayhem but i think rich froning still does
0: yeah i i i I totally think that within within our niche it, it is the gold standard and i think that's better yeah I think that I think that's I think that's better for the brand. It's like it's like it's like if, if you know like if you bought if you have a Rolls Royce, you know that Rolls Royce uses only these kind of wheels in their on their cars and you know what that wheel brand is, but no one else does and like fuck they don't need to know. That's special for people who own Rolls Royce's. So yeah and I do think the cross I don't think the I think the CrossFit brand is crazy strong still. I don't think, like, it doesn't, I don't think it matters what you think on the inside. No one on the, or on the outside. I don't think, um, um, no one on the inside's like, oh, this shit's easy. Oh, this shit doesn't work. Like, everyone still knows that, holy fuck, this shit is hard. I'm the fittest dude in Walmart right now because I've been doing CrossFit for six months. And that that's it. End of story. And everyone knows that, like, no one's surprised that Tyson Baygent, um fucking did CrossFit. And, and, that he, and that he, you know what I mean? And that he's a standout because of that. No one's surprised that he can walk further on his hands than anyone in the NFL. No one's surprised that he has such a good head on his shoulders because he's wor- used to working hard. He's a no standout
2: because of, because of CrossFit in the NFL. Well,
0: I mean, not I necessarily not necessarily just because, yeah. but like no no one's surprised. Like everyone in the CrossFit community, no one's like, no one's surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
2: like yeah, we all know. Like a, he sounds like a great kid, but he probably yeah. hasn't been CrossFit for a few years. He probably what? Uh, he probably hasn't used CrossFit as his primary training tool or, or well, he was
0: just on the show the other day and he said he had two weeks off and he just came home and CrossFitted the whole that's time. Cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think he said one time though, too, like he hasn't done it in a while because like they wouldn't, I mean, yeah. Like during still, the, like during the season.
0: Yeah. 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 Hey, and, um, and, and it's like that. Too, um, yeah. I think that's for like that for the, a lot of people who are like specialists, right? Tell Tyson we'll have him at Mayhem. I'll, I'll speak for Locker. Tell
1: dude, him. dude, I,
0: I would love I, – I tried to get him and – I scheduled him and Rich to be on the same show once. Uh, oh. If it got all fucked up. I forget. Dude, just tell him why I want to run routes for him, man. Like, we'll all catch passes. Okay. Balls. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. That would be, former, be
2: such a fun video. A bunch of former high school college athletes, man, that would love to just, like, act like we're back in our – No, day.
0: dude. Ha- we just have him throw the ball at you guys as hard as he can. Yeah. Just h- hurting people. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that, dude. <laughs>
2: Fully padded. We can be full. We'll just have a full-on game on the turf there,
1: man. Tackle, full tackle. Savanio so loved this in 2000, oh, 2013, I think, or fourteen. After one Saturday workout session, it's like me, Rich, Darren, uh, Donovan, Grieve. Heard that name. Some other OGs were in the town, and so he we went to the intermural fields at Tennessee Tech and played a full-on tackle football game in like November.
0: Against Tennessee Tech? No, no, no. Against oh. each other. Oh, how
1: was it? Anyone get hurt? Uh, shockingly, no. <laughs> but it got, it got a little bit intense. It was fun. Uh, it's the last time I played soccer football.
0: Uh, let's top it off, uh, with, uh, for, uh, Dan Bailey slobber. That was he's a man. He's an amazing slobber. Um, uh. Uh, Sevi has the most silent pauses ever legit always think it froze when he does it, it it's it's because I'm completely unprofessional it's a dramatic effect completely I wish it was that <laughs> hey but but you know what it is um uh Jake um uh Mr. Foster it that is um my that's my faith that is a really strong sign of my faith for me
2: what's that the
0: silent pause yeah, what? Yeah, explain that. I, I, I was at this um, God, I really gotta let this person come on the show for five minutes at least. But um, uh, I, I I was in Africa in the middle of fucking nowhere, like in the in the no in the middle of nowhere, and I was at this Catholic. I don't know monastery, and it was all these. There were these ten black. Catholic nuns who live there, and before dinner, they said, "Sevan, will you pray?" And so I sat there. Like two or three minutes pass, and um, she said, Ar- "What are you doing?" And I'm going, am I said, "I'm keeping the space and holding the peace, so God can talk to you. He has something more important to say to you than I do." And they accused me quickly of being selfish for not sharing my prayer hmm. and and that that's what I mean I I think silence is the, 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 one of the most holiest spaces
1: you just did it that was good.
0: <laughs> there's that was, a, the, that was like, you sh- like like there's this saying in the Bible, and I don't know if this is true, but I, this is the way I remember it, where um, Jesus tells the apostles, he goes, hey, uh, ding-dongs, they're going to come for you. Do not prepare your defense. Open your mouth and let God speak through you. And so I actually think sometimes, every, actually not sometimes, every day before I come on the show, like, I do a little prayer, like, hey, um, I hope I have the stillness today to let the truth speak through me and not. Um, alter it, not, 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 bastardize it, not, not ruin it. Like, I and that's, and that. that's kind of my faith. You know what I mean? That that's how I know I have faith because I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable being silent. Like I, I earned that. I earned that wasn't easy. I wasn't born with that. I had to cultivate that space to be uh silent. Jake Chapman word salads. I know I suck.
1: That's a great skill. You know, the story of Elijah in the Bible, you heard that one. No, tell me. It's the Old Testament. He's like prophet and he's in a cave hiding and uh, God asked him what he's doing there. And then um, he's waiting for God to speak. And so it says, they tell him to go out and stand on the mountain for the Lord. And there's a great wind, and, like tore apart the mountain, but the Lord was in the wind. There's an earthquake. The Lord was in an the earthquake. And then there's a fire. The Lord was in the fire. So all this, you know, natural disasters happen around him. After the fire came a low whisper after the fire. When he heard it, he wrapped his face. And then god said to him in the whisper what are you doing here elijah and then that's where god spoke to him out of the whisper how come that went over my head <laughs> <laughs> well, is, i agree with you in the the silence there is where's where god speaks in the story is like there's fire and there was wind and there's an earthquake and god was uh,
0: uh, okay went, was not
1: okay it was finally quiet and then in a whisper god spoke to him because the noise is not where god speaks often sometimes he does but it can be in the whisper and silence as well
0: um hey uh i'm, I'm stoked you guys came on i need five minutes to uh for, for the next guest before he has to take off but uh, listen jake you don't need a sh- mr foster you don't need a chaperone next time you come on next it was time. nice of I'd it was that. nice of lo- yeah. lo- to bring you here.
2: <laughs> yeah he's got to keep me in check man i can be a loose cannon myself so
0: uh, I look forward to seeing you guys uh, in in person uh, s- soon, anytime. And um, you guys are always welcome on the show, uh, uh, Locker. Thanks for reaching out and uh, and or and helping organize this. I really appreciate it. And, and um, Foster, congratulations on your n- not new gig anymore. But you're you're a great dude, and uh, yeah, I re- really enjoy having you guys on. It's fun.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. I've, I've, l- l- I've listened to you working out for many years, so it was cool. It was a cool experience to be on here.
0: Cool and anytime, dude. If there's stuff you want to talk about, um, uh, just just let me know, and we'll know. get you, we'll get you I in. Can yeah, talk
2: Jesus and fitness anytime you
0: want, man. Awesome, cool.
2: So long, you gotta come cook for. Come to cook
0: for. Yeah, I know, I know. I need to I need to make a little more money on buy a motor home and come out there, take my kids around. Okay, love it. We wait. All man. right, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, Ciao. God, you are Yo! a, you are a roller coaster. Ha 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 um, okay, <laughs> we have we have three minutes and 40 seconds. Something really fun is going to happen tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. Get with the programming. We'll have uh, Bill Grundler, uh, who is a loose fucking cannon, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Chase Ingram, who is a, 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 a sure shot, a sniper. The two come together and make the great show, get with the programming. Tonight's show will be a little different. There will be a variety of guests coming on the show in 15-minute increments. And Chase, you have two minutes to tell us why we have to watch tonight's show. At six PM.
4: All right. Pacific's Thank Internet. you for my two minutes.
0: Yep. <laughs> I appreciate. I that. told Chase to come on thirty minutes ago. He's like, yeah. "Dude, do you want me to interrupt the Jesus talk?" I'm like, "Yeah, nah, you better not." I we was like, "This
4: that. seems kind of heavy." Do you want me to come in here and just like derail the whole conversation? Yeah, <laughs> it was a great conversation, by the way. I I, I really did enjoy that. But um, all right, elevator pitch of what we got going on. Since you are out of town and you usually do your cross the Games update show. Uh, We did a podcast three weeks ago where I laid out a season structure that would make the open more important, more engaging, more exciting for athletes and fans alike. And the quarterfinals of how the open and quarterfinals is or should be or could be the only way you determine the strength of field for semifinals only. So it's not affecting the worldwide rankings. It's affecting on how the semifinals top 100 is decided and then how they allocate extra game spots like they did last year. And we said it'd be exciting because you could do a weekly show every week of the Open. Here's the new top 100. Here are the 100 spots allocated through seven semifinals. And then here are the game spots based off these top 100 every single week. It'd be super exciting. It would make the athletes focus on their Open performance more because if they do poorly, their semifinal will get less spots because of that. It's real-time strength of field calculations. So we're going to... Basically take all of 2023 and make actual shows of what it could possibly look like for 2024 if you use this system. So we have a segment on week one of the open, what that looks like. Week two, week three. And we're going to show how the spots change week to week during the open. And then we're going to shift to quarterfinals. And quarterfinals have three submission windows. Two events week day one or uh, submission one, two events submission two, and the final event for submission three. And then we're going to take your open and quarterfinals worldwide ranking because it's ranked against the world with everybody and design a top 100 strength of field and then show what those games allocated spots would look like if they only use the open and quarterfinals as a way to determine the strength of field. And at the very end, we've got a good twist. So I hope everybody watches. We got a good twist because I believe the strength of field should be the athletes that are actually participating in person in individual competition. Last year. They had athletes who were either out of competition on team or going masters as part of the strength of field. And I don't think that should be part of the case. So we have a little twist at the end of taking all those athletes out and recalculating it and showing you the difference between those game spots allocations.
0: So let me see if I understand it. You're going to take the existing framework, yes. right? Yes. But, but, but tweak it. So, so it could be, it could still be implemented right now. Mm-hmm. And basically you're going to run a mox 2023 season Yes. That shows how things would be changing week to week dynamically based on people's performances, but yes. still within the same system. Exactly. Adding tons of more stress was... and uncertainty. Yeah. Which is the which is the which is the greatest thing that we like as fans. Basically, exactly. we want the score to be 27-27 with two minutes left in the football mm-hmm.
4: game. And here's and, my favorite and you, part. And
0: you like interceptions and fumbles. You everyone wants, even though you hate them, that's what makes Right. The games you remember oh my god with three seconds left they fumbled and the guy ran it back and right. this, and, and you're at you're the end of the day be done.
4: Yeah, yeah at the end of the day the team you knew was going to win could still win but the drama it took to get there was worth the w- worth the entertainment of four hours to get there now it's got to be a four-hour show but what what we stumbled upon that was really exciting is that the opening quarters will be weighted evenly so your performance in the open and quarterfinals will be averaged to make a top 100 so if you're 30th in the world in the open and 10th in the world in the quarterfinals, we're going to rank you based off that average finish place to determine the strength of field. But here's the things that I love the most. After the open, you can look at, and this is what we actually saw is that we're going to pull up the 95 to 100 and 101 to 105 cut line of outside the top 100. And we found one, it was really sweet. It was like, I think it was after submission two, so, going into the final week of the quarterfinals, so there's one more opportunity to move athletes. Mm-hmm. South America had two game spots allocated, but had five athletes, or four athletes within 15 spots of the top 100. And so, what we say is these five athletes by name, if they do this and get into the top 100 after this final event in quarterfinals, yeah. South American yeah. men yeah. will get one more spot. Like those There's something the on the line
0: every workout. Exactly, exactly. Every we're workout, there's something about. actually on the line, yeah. Yes, Yeah.
4: So we're going to basically take all the things that happened in 2023 and show you what that engagement, drama, and excitement could be on a week-to-week basis. And it's uh, it, it'll be some theater, uh, to say
0: the least. So. Yeah, good, I fucking love it. Uh, 6 p.m., Pacific. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> the the uh, YouTube station is Get With The Programming. Yeah. Get With The Programming.
4: Yep. And if anybody wants a preview of what our system is, we did a podcast. It's called Making the Open Matter Again. It's on our YouTube channel. It's oh, just right. an hour long. I suggest you guys go watch that and get an idea of
0: exactly what we are going to do in the show tonight. Okay. And that's up already. And that's already up there. Yep. Okay, I'll be getting my making the open a matter again hat uh, very shortly. Yes. But, All right, uh, brother. Thank no. you so I got, much. Uh, I
4: got four hours of affiliate calls to jump to, so thank you. Awesome. For my, Enjoy.
0: <laughs> Enjoy. Do you doing you do do the work. Appreciate it. Later, brother.
3: Chase Hingham, affiliate rep.
0: Uh. God, Cross the Games update show. I so wanna do it, but I so I, I'm in um man, there's so many things I wanna do. I wanna to go to the Masters. Um um I'm, 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 I'm. i I wanna go to Legends today if I can. I wanna go by there with Greg if I can. If we can. I wanna say hi to some friends. Say hi to Jamie Latimer. I um at eleven AM I wanna uh, my kids have a skate lesson at uh, KTR. In Arizona. So, so I'm at this big, huge indoor skate facility. I want to go there and watch, uh, watch my boys tear it up. Then at 5 p.m., they're doing uh, jujitsu here in uh, Scottsdale. It was funny because my kids said to me, they're like, aren't we on vacation? I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. We don't do vacation, vacation. Please. We're
3: different. We don't play by the rules. The parsoning, compartmentalizing of life or
0: consistent. It's funny. Yesterday I told my kid I was taking him to a jujitsu. He goes, I don't want to go. I'm like, I understand. And then like 20 minutes later he came up to me and goes, but we're going to go, right? I'm like, no, not the, the guy. The class got canceled and he was bummed. He's like, oh, that sucks. I wanted to ask him so bad. Why'd you say you didn't want to go? But I didn't. I didn't like, you know, I ain't giving him that energy. I know what you want. I know what you want better than you know what you want. Yes. Thank you, Heidi. Exactly. Vacation from what? A perfectly a charmed dream life. Yeah. Um. Here's the link to the make the G- open great again show. This entire show is based off of uh, tonight's show is based off of this. I wonder if you got, how? how would you even click that link? Can I copy and paste that? Oh, this is an interesting idea. Any idea, uh, Jake Chapman, any ideas of a CrossFit theme for a small piece of a tattoo without the name CrossFit? Oh, you can click that? Oh, oh, that's interesting. Okay, I can't, I can't click that. I wonder if all 324 people click that at once if they vanish. Dude, these live shows are fucking huge. Dude, I'm in a hotel. How come you guys... This many people don't watch when I'm at home? What the fuck's going on?
3: All these people come from.
0: All right, let me see uh, who's on tomorrow before I go. I don't know if I'm doing the CrossFit Games Update show. I want to. I just don't know when I would do it. What I really want to talk to you guys about is is Don's um interview on... um. the lone ranger podcast it's crazy i got so many crazy notes on that oh shit! tomorrow we have tom mccoy oh so so crossfit is doing a health summit and one of the speakers is tom mccoy and he'll be on tomorrow i think the health summit's in february uh has talked about it um karen thompson was on the show talking about it and it's a health summit in austin and um so uh, Tom McCoy, one of the speakers, will be on tomorrow. I always like that. We can ask him he's a doctor. We can ask him questions about erectile dysfunction and shit like that.
3: Uh, you're much hotter in the beach lighting. Who, me? Than this Arizona lighting? If someone said yesterday I look old as shit. My wife said I look good. Let me go with my wife. All right um that's it i think oh yeah you don't like you don't like what if i how about that how about that Now how's that better not so close you have to see every 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 pore You guys are fun. Uh, I will um, talk to you guys tomorrow, maybe tonight, I don't know. What's up, David? How you doing, buddy? All right, time to call Susan. Bye-bye.